1: Let's go places. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
3: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: For many, many weeks, people have been trying to make a compelling argument for the Houston Rockets that they are going to take down the Golden State Warriors. And a lot of dumb people bought into this. <laughs> yeah, I know it's only one game. It's only one game. But we will discuss the carnage that was the Rockets in the second half. It's good to be related as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus from time to time because we, we see these things. We can foreshadow events that take place in athletic competition. And that skill will become even more valuable when the Supreme Court ruling goes into effect across the United States. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now in the preamble... To the Rocket Warriors series, you had Houston players and front office talking the good talk. You had many men, women, and children who call themselves Rockets fans who had had the Kool-Aid, and they wanted more. They said, give me more, 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 more Kool-Aid. I need that Kool-Aid. It tastes so good. It's red Kool-Aid. It's delicious. We had heard the Rockets were locked in, that they had spent all year Gunning to take down the Golden State Warriors. And you would think if this was the case, the opening act of the Western Conference Finals, that would be where this this evil plan would show itself. How did that go? Uh, Well, if you're a Houston fan, uh, don't ask. I assume you watched the game, but you might not have seen it. Maybe you missed part of it. Kevin Durant, 37 points in overpowering. Golden State offense. It wasn't the usual suspect, not Steph Curry in this game, but it was Durant, who is one of the usual suspects who beat down the Rockets 119 to 106. And so Game 1 goes the way of the Warriors. Let's talk about it. The Warriors take a one-nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals and all that regular season success out the window for the Rockets. They don't have home court advantage anymore so the question is what's the the big uh, takeaway from the Warriors we'll start with the Warriors what's the big takeaway from the Warriors side of things that's the team we told you to bet on that's the team that was going to win and they did win game one Uh, my thoughts on this you've got the storm surge old faithful and emasculating and we'll link all this stuff together we'll tie it together for you now number one the arena, now was I at the arena? No, I was not at the arena. The arena looked electric. It looked like the crowd was in, fully engaged in Houston. It was, by NBA standards, a hostile environment. I'm assuming there are other more hostile environments you can play basketball in. But for modern, multi-million dollar NBA ball players, this was a hostile environment. And against a a, a mortal team, the Rockets would have likely blown the doors off a mortal team. They would have won the game by 30 points. They would have been up by 25 at the end of the first quarter. Houston jumped out. They were up by nine. But instead of this being an annihilation situation, Golden State bunkered down, and they did not fall apart like most NBA teams would. They rode out the storm surge, and the game... After 24 minutes, was dead even. So, despite the fact the Rockets jumped out to a nine point lead, looked like they were going to win by 30. Uh, the the building calmed down. The all the emotion went out the door. Right. See you later. There. The energy that Houston had laid out, and the Warriors survived. And then they methodically opened up a seven point lead uh, going to the fourth quarter, and it was pretty much keep away. And it's keep away. It's like, I'm going to keep you at arm's length, uh, and that's what the Warriors did. They they kept the But like you'd expect a grown-up to do against an amateur, right, against a a junior. And that's what the Warriors are, and that's what the Rockets are. Know your role, right? The Warriors are the adults, and the uh, the, uh, Rockets are the children. That's pretty much how this series is going to go. Now, the second thing here, if you've ever been to Yellowstone National Park, which is in Wyoming, and uh, if you've ever been there, not many people have, uh, you, you can go see a geyser erupt every 44 to 125 minutes. Very reliable. Very, very reliable. Very predictable. Uh, and so you, you see that, right? You go to, if you go to Yellowstone, it's called Old Faithful. Uh, in the NBA, the most predictable version of Old Faithful would be the Golden State Warriors pummeling a highly rated opponent, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, are elite. Steph Curry didn't play like that. He was a mere peasant in this particular game. Kevin Durant was not. And the Rockets were, despite Curry not being the X-Factor, the Rockets were completely flummoxed. Think about what that means. I mean, the, the, Steph Curry didn't do much, and yet the Rockets were twisted around like a pretzel. Curry went 14 minutes of game time without scoring. 14 minutes uh, of the game, and it was never in any jeopardy. He only had 18 points. Right, that's the fewest points Steph Curry has scored in any of his conference final games, which you say, well, that's not that many. 17 conference final games for Steph Curry. It's the fewest points he scored. But wait, there's more. Steph Curry made one three-point shot. That's it, one three-point shot the entire game. Uh, Draymond Green and Klay Thompson are good. They are Supposed to be a step behind, but yet on this night, different than all other nights, because Klay Thompson, if you saw the game, you know this, he filled in the second chair. He, he took over the Curry role behind Durant on the offensive side of things. What do you have, 28 points in this game? And so those guys, Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant had 65 points between them. And I, I laugh at these people that are trying to sell the Rockets. They're con men. They're conmen. Don't fall for this. I I tried to tell you. You wouldn't listen to me. The Golden State Warriors have played 28 playoff games since Kevin Durant decided to leave the Dust Bowl of Oklahoma and uh, ride the gravy train in Northern California. They've played 28 playoff games. You know what the Warriors' record is in those 28 playoff games? 25-3. They have an 893 winning percentage and there are dumb people who claim they're smart people who think the Warriors are in some kind of danger against the Rockets. They're not. Uh, I mean, I think we've kind of laid that out. It's pretty clear, and we, we saw nothing to change that in game one, and it makes it all the more amazing. The carnival barkers that were out there yapping away uh, about how this was going to be different. This, Yeah, but this series is going to be different. It's going to be different. Oh boy, the the Rockets have James Harden. Whoopie whoop They have Steph. They have Steph Curry's nemesis, Chris Paul. Oh my, he's so scared. That, listen, the Death Lineup. I'm really upset that they're trying to change that to the uh, the Hamptons Five. That is such political correctness run amok. They call it the Death Lineup. That's the nickname. It's so stupid. This whole Hamptons uh, Five nonsense is ridiculous. Uh, but listen, he, he, the the reality is. That the Rockets aren't beating these guys, and uh, no one is. They're going to win. We knew at the beginning of the year the Warriors are going to win the championship. They're going to win the NBA championship, and uh, that's it. That's you know we can we'll talk about all the games. We'll we'll break them down. We'll analyze the games, and that's it. we will uh, press on, and then the NBA draft will be here before you know it. But the last thing here, this is an uh, it's an upsetting situation for Houston. Right? It, it, this is. Not the way it was supposed to be. We'll talk more about the Rockets later. But the, the Rockets thought they had the the decode ring, the decoder ring for the Warriors, and they stacked up all of those wins during the regular season, got all these accolades, all these attaboys and all that, and in 48 minutes of game action, they lost home court advantage and they're demoralized. That is an emasculating situation. And you had a lot of insufferable... Rocket fans going crazy. Well, again, I know it's human nature, right? You know you want to see the the, uh, the upset, you want to see the the team that is not supposed to win win. Uh, but you got to use some common sense somewhere. Use some critical thinking here. Somewhere along the way, and it was just, you know, standard operating procedure. And yeah, Golden State's got to win three more games, and only a whack job would bet on Houston after seeing that opening Stanza, And that, that was the Rockets' best punch. You're going to hear people try to sell the fact, no, no, this is going to be good. The Rockets are going to come back, and now they know what the Warriors are going to do, and they're going to be able to adjust. Lies, 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 and damn lies. All of them. That was it. That was their shot, right? Game one, everyone's going nuts. They're going crazy. And the uh, Rockets uh, played like a bunch of choking dogs in the second half. They did, third quarter. You can't let up. They let up. A couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, and next thing you know, you're down by 7. Next thing you know, you're down by 10, and you end up losing by 13. Uh, Let's hear from some of the participants here. Let's hear from Steve Kerr, who did not play, did not play in the game, Steve Kerr, and uh, he he points out that Kevin Durant, that Kevin Durant was able to uh, do magical things.
4: Kevin is the ultimate luxury uh, because a, a play can break down, um, and you just throw him the ball, and uh, and he can get you a bucket as well as anybody on on uh, on earth. So uh, Kevin's a guy who puts you over the hump, and and uh, he, I don't I don't know what you do to guard him. He's uh, he can get any shot he wants. What hump was that?
2: I'm not sure there was actually much of a hump there. And there was didn't appear to be much of a hump. All right, let's hear from Steph Curry. Limited Steph Curry did not uh, did not have your typical gusto that he has had in the past playoff games, past conference final games, and he's trying to spin a narrative about
3: talent is one thing, but! Talent's great, but you got to actually go out there and compete and, ah. and execute and be ready when the lights are on, so we've put together a solid run. We want to, you know, like I said, continue to be greedy and go after more, and it's a fun way to play. fun way to play. Not so much for the Rockets.
2: All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to opine, I'm sure we'll have a lot of Rocket fans call up. I know that they will line up. I will leave a line open for that. I know what happens here. Anytime a team loses, a lot of people had a lot of machismo here calling the show. We're very confident about the Rockets. I'm sure those same people will call up <laughs> and are very, very confident. Yes, indeed. You're, you're a guy. Chris Paul. Yep, you're a guy. Well, what a choking dog, Chris Paul is. Three assists in 38 minutes. And James Harden, what two frauds these guys are. All seven seven ninety nine 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller, if you'd like to take part, that's at Ben Maller. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's right uh, over there, hanging out. Well, Ben, we talked about yesterday
5: about Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, talking about how the team was obsessed this season going into it, beating the Warriors. Yes, yes, how they were focused on that was what they were focused on because that's how they were going to win a title, and they, you know, their signings and everything they were doing was focused on beating the Warriors.
2: Now what? Uh, Well, it's only one game. You know, we'll come back. You know, we're. We we believe in ourselves. We can b- win. All the cliches are going to f- start flowing. They're already flowing.
5: But I mean, isn't this? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a huge NBA follower, but no, isn't not. this simply an arms race? Uh, I mean, the, the,
2: yeah, it is. But if the, the, Rockets the Rockets have
5: James Harden,
2: okay, and Chris Paul. Occasionally, will have a big game. <laughs> Golden State's got more. Well, the Rockets. See, the problem the Rockets have too is they're very stubborn. They they play ISO basketball and they refuse to change. I get, maybe they're unable to change. Maybe they're so stubborn. Uh, James Harden and Chris Paul, that they've just decided this is how we're going to do it. We're going to come down and dribble, 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 dribble until there's like a few seconds on the clock, then we'll shoot. And they take turns. At least they, they alternate. It's not just James Harden. Chris Paul will take over and do it. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they are screwed. But they can't say that. They're not going to say that. Although Dan Toney did have a good – he had a zinger. He said that what James Harden's going to have to f- score 55 points in game two. He said double nickels for the Rockets. at No, no pressure. Double nickels.
5: <laughs> no pressure there.
2: Even if he scored 55 points, he'd likely give up 55 points on the other end, so it would, it would negate, it would cross out that particular performance. They need me to coach. The Rockets ought to fire Dantoni and hire me. The Maller yeah, system. That's a, that's a great The Maller system trumps the Dantoni system. You're fired. I would absolutely get that team past the Golden State Wars. I know the secret, I know the cheat code. But I'm not going to give it out until the series is over. I'm not going to give it out. Not, oh, gonna, do it. Nope, not gonna do it. Come on. Nope. Not going to do it. I'm going to wait till the series is over, and then I'll move on. Then I'll press on. Right, we'll take well, you- it. That might, yes? might not be
5: too long, judging by. Tennis, uh, you know.
2: Well, no, it'll be like three weeks because there's like seven days off after the. There's a game oh, coming up on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? And then there's like a week off. Yeah, they take. They they like to have their gap. They like to have their space. That's uh, uh, more that's than a, a gap.
5: It's. Uh... A cavern or something. Yeah,
2: I might be embellishing the week, but oh. it's uh, a long time. It's a long time between games because you need that coveted television window because people don't watch TV on Friday night and Saturday night, but they do watch TV on Sunday. All right? Although there is a game. I think the Celtics play on Saturday, so I guess there is a game on Saturday. But Friday night, not a great night uh, for the NBA. All right, 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to take part. 877 996 6369 Put me in or else. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Research has shown that you get
5: even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash podcast. Make that Oh boy. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: Put me in or else. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes. The Rockets get game one. Plummoxed by the Golden State Warriors. They go down. The Warriors win and so the Rockets are behind the eight ball. Uh, Manic Mike writes in, says I've Held back in my opinion about the Rockets, although I hate your NBA monologues, Ben. I am a band Wagner and totally agree with you. Your monologue was close to award winning this time, he said. Uh, Dolphin Mike, though, had the opposite opinion. He says, Ben, can we please get a big yawn? Uh, Mallard, you've become such a warrior homer because you hate Chris Paul. Let it go. <sighs> I don't hate Chris Paul. I, I there was a great trade by the Clippers. Chris Paul's an old guy and we've seen he's not gonna get to the NBA Finals or win a championship. So he should have just stayed in LA. He'd rather live in LA than live in Houston. So he got this now his whole family had to relocate to Houston. He's a bad parent. Ben a bad
6: Mowler is now a bad
2: wagner. No, he's a bad parent. He's a bad, you know, husband, the whole thing. His family had to go to Houston. They were living in LA, hanging out at Hollywood parties with the the big movers and shakers and entertainment. You know, he's having dinner with Ellen once a week. Now he's in Houston. I mean, and he's not going to the NBA Finals. It would be one thing if Chris Paul went to the Golden State Warriors. That would be different. But he didn't. You know, he he, he was confused, and he thought he thought somehow like going to Houston uh, that that would work out. It's not going to work out. Uh, who else do we have? We have Bubba. Bubba uh, writes in. He writes in. He says, uh, Although Ben, uh, he, he goes on and on. There's a lot of stuff here. He says, uh, The Rockets look like crap, wasted possessions, uh, too many bad shots. Uh, a lot of you know, basketball lingo there. He says, But don't gloat, he says. Well, Bubba, I want you to know I'm not going to gloat. <laughs> I do not really? believe in that type of radio. It is, a, it is against my beliefs. No. <laughs> Uh, Bubba does say he has a tough time thinking that, uh, much less believing that the Rockets can play with or even make this an interesting series. That's the white flag from Bubba. Good job by you, Bubba. Uh, He says they just looked overmatched and way outcoached by the Warriors. I don't know about outcoached. I don't know about outcoached. I'm not not quite there with the outcoached thing, but the rest of it, sure. Uh, Why not? Uh Vols fan, Jimmy says, uh is Kevin Durant the best player in the NBA? Uh I'm gonna go no on that. I'm gonna go hard no. Hard no on that, but he's certainly he's the best at picking teams. I know that. He's he's really good at picking teams. He's up late right now on his burner account on Twitter. He's he's at his hotel in Houston. He's got his little burner, his uh, phones out, he's got his burner account, he's got the whole thing. Well we teased, uh, put me in or else. And this is quite the story. Have you ever wanted a job a lot? Like you really had your eye on something in life and you would have done anything to get that job? Have you ever been in that position? You know what I'm talking about? Like you're going to school and you're studying and you, you think you're qualified. You want to do anything you can to get your foot in the door. Whatever that might be. Maybe it's a job like this one, like I have in radio or a, a, a TV job or some big executive position at Google or something like that, whatever it might be, you really want the job. You're like, I need it. I want the job. I bring this up because there's a guy in New York. I don't know if you saw this, but this is quite the story. So this guy who happens to live in Queens, Jamaica, Queens. I spent a night in Jamaica, Queens. I did. Uh, There was a hotel I stayed at right across from the airport. And it was my one night in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, I was—I got uh, right out of the front door. I went to my Uber. I went to the airport. Uh, that was my night in Jamaica, Queens. Oh drizzle. Yeah, that's, I said a lot of that when I was in uh, Jamaica, Queens. So Come anyway. on, pimpin'. Get your Tims on. <laughs> well, some of that, too. Uh, so this guy from Queens wants to play in the NBA. So he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send a, a, an email to the commissioner of the NBA because I'm going to make this happen. I've got some ambition. I would like to be in the NBA. So he sends an email to the commissioner, Adam Silver, requesting a job. And that would have been fine. I'm sure Adam Silver gets a lot of emails, hey, I'd like to work in the NBA. Can you help me out? You know when you were in school, they taught you that that words matter and the phrasing of words matter? So this 27-year-old guy from Queens, in his email, he asked Adam Silver for a job playing in the NBA, and he said, uh, I'm going to come up there and kill you with my effing gun if it doesn't happen. <laughs> That's what he uh he uh, said essentially uh, or else. Yeah, that uh well the commissioner appreciated the enthusiasm that the 27-year-old guy had from uh, South Jamaica Queens and uh, contacted the NYPD and uh, Cherry Tops, uh, there you go, uh, you are arrested, charged with aggravated harassment, and we are told that this guy had 13 prior arrests. And I, I saw this mugshot. He looks like an NBA player. He has, a, he has the look of an NBA player. But an Racist. Em- no, no, I don't mean that. I mean an NBA player from like the 1950s. Is what I'm talking about. I mean he looks like he should play in the NBA in the 1950s like he could play what was the team in Syracuse called the Nats he looks like he could play for the Nats the Syracuse Nats he looks like he could he could play for <laughs> oh, that's great he was arrested on May 11th aggravated harassment a judge granted a temporary restraining order according to our friends over at TMZ well good for him you know that wasn't all bad he really wanted a job. He just chose some poor words. He chose some inappropriate words to try to get the job. It just didn't work out for him. I Maybe
5: to, next time it will, though.
2: Yeah, it could. You know, it could. You know, you got to keep trying. It's very important. You know, the job market's very competitive, and you got to keep, you know, effort's a big part of it. You got to keep going for it. All right. So the, the Ben Mather show on Fox. I am told that the biggest Rocket fanboy out there is about to concede defeat. Who? Oh, no. Are we about to hear a concession speech from Chris in Houston? <gasps> is he going to give up? Is this it? One and done. We will find out together. He's, he's more of a Rockets fan than James Harden is, this guy. We'll see if he's ready to give up. We're hanging out at the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios right now, though. Let's get the latest from Eddie Garcia. Eddie?
5: Well, man, in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, the defending champion Warriors are taking on the Rockets, who had the best record in the regular season this year, and Golden State pulls away in the second half for a 119-106 victory in Houston. Kevin Durant had 37 points, Klay Thompson 28 points in the win, James Harden 41 points, Chris Paul 23 points in the loss for Houston as Golden State grabs the 1-0 series advantage. NHL playoffs, Game 2 Western Conference Finals, Golden Knights beat the Jets in Winnipeg 3-1, Jonathan Martin, Marcheseau had two goals. Marc-Andre Fleury, 30 saves in net for Vegas. They evened that series at 1-1. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down a longstanding federal law banning sports gambling. The decision now allows individual states to determine whether they will allow legal sports betting in their states or not. The NFL announced it will ask Congress to enact a framework for legalized sports betting. This report brought to you by True Car. Hey, online car. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't
2: want to interrupt your commercials of course not. I love commercials. But when they say framework, they mean tax. They mean tax. Yeah, they mean tax. Okay, that's that's code. That's political lingo for taxation. I will keep that in mind. Yeah,
5: continue. That report was brought to you by TrueCar, online car shop that can be confusing, but not anymore with true price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So, visit TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, I'm sure we'll hear more about this later, but yeah three sports memorabilia collectors who accused yes. New York Giants star <laughs> Eli Manning of uh, providing <laughs> bogus game worn equipment that was sold <laughs> to unsuspecting fans settled their no, lawsuit no, against no, the Super Bowl no, Eddie, winning quarterback. Now,
2: uh, April 20th, around April 20th, Eli Manning said he's not guilty. This is He's completely an innocent man here. And he essentially laid out that he was being railroaded and that he would not He would not give up the fight. So you're telling me that he has agreed to pay out money? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, yes. So he's a uh, weasel and a liar like I
5: always thought he was? He has settled his lawsuit Wow! uh, just days before the case
2: was scheduled to go to trial. Eddie, I'd like to alert all our affiliates down the line. Full Malheur monologue treatment later on. Who could have saw that coming? Full Malheur monologue treatment, including death by your own words. We'll go back in the archives. We have some old audio of Eli. We'll bring it back. To haunt him. (laughs) I I knew you would love that. I can't wait. Can we do it right now? Sure, why not? It's your show. Uh, I got this guy Chris who's going to give a concession speech. I got to hear that. Let's go to Chris then. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate. Quote, you can be part of the festivities. We're talking about the, uh, mostly about the NBA playoffs, the Western Conference playoffs. Go the way of the Warriors. In game one, they're three wins away from another trip to the NBA Finals. I'm going to get this concession speech in a moment. First, Manic Mike, Manic Mike writes in again. He says, I, I did almost anything to get a particular job when I was 21. I was sev- uh, 17 years later, he says. I landed that position. 17 years after that, I gave it up because It sucked. That's what Mike says. Yeah, sometimes the things you want in life are not always what you think they're going to be. When I was in school and I wanted to be the big radio star, and I, I sent out, back in those days before the interweb took over, I had to send out letters and cassette tapes to radio stations, and I was convinced that I was going to be the next great radio star. And all I had to do was I sent a letter, and they'd hire me right away, so I picked out a few cities I wanted to live in, and I said, all right, I'm going to send my letter. I have made my air check at KSBR, Keeping You Jazz Commercial Free in South Orange County. I made my air check. I sent out the, uh, the, the letters. And I would say nine out of ten radio stations that I sent letters to didn't even bother to respond uh, to, the, to the letters. But th- a few of them did respond, and I kept those letters in a box. Uh, I kept those letters in a box from the radio stations that did not, did not hire me. And they, they explained why they didn't want to hire me, and they explained what.
7: You mean they weren't form letters where they just typed in your name?
2: Um, I got some of those. I didn't keep those. I, the ones I kept were the ones that actually had had uh, messages like from from program. Right? But, but you're right. A lot of them were form letters. But most most stations didn't even write back. You're like, you wonder if you got lost in the mail. And you're like, what happened? I was like, I was going to get me a million dollars. I was going to be a big star with that. Very frustrating. Somewhere at my parents' house, I have a, a shoebox filled with rejection letters. I have a bigger box filled with rejection letters from women, but that's a different, uh, that's a different situation. But anyway, all right. Uh, let's get to it right now. Here we go. Let's go to Houston. And a man now who is ready to concede. Not all precincts are reporting in, but uh, he is now going to confess... This is an admission from Chris in Houston. The floor is yours. Christopher?
6: Confess? Admission? Are you talking about quitting? Do you not know this is Houston? You of all people should know. We we would not take it no other way. No, no.
2: Chris, surrender right now. It's over. It's over. Surrender? Sur- it's all over. You- it's what? over. It's over. Just what? admit it right now.
6: Uh, if I was a Clipper fan, I would do that, but no, I'm not. I'm that's a Rockets fan. We we,
2: that's a red herring.
0: That's a red herring. We've done
2: multiple times. That is a red herring. Red herring alert. Red herring alert. You know what? The Clippers organization Oh, uh, Here we go. On See, you. You know, th- this is what we call – I don't want to talk about the Rockets because they're depressing, so I want to talk about the Clippers. That is a clas- yeah. That's a classic, <laughs> that's a classic. That is a classic debate. Pivot, what you just did look, right there. Let's look, stay focused. Let's great. stay focused. Kevin Durant was
6: great. Uh-huh. We need to turn off the water and color me bad. That's, that's what we got to do. We got to take our color me bad. We can't have color me bad going for 28 points.
2: All right, explain, to those, you know explain, explain to those of us that have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Well, Are you for talking these young can't? millennials yeah, that yeah. don't know who <laughs> color
6: me bad is, color yeah. me bad was an R&B group back in the 90s.
7: Clay Thompson looks look him, like one of the members. You Klay
6: know, Thompson yeah. looks
2: oh, okay. like he's an extra. Hold on a sec. Let me, hold on a sec. Let me, uh. Google,
7: color, me, color bad. me bad. Hold on a sec. Hold two, on a sec. Two B's I'm, in bad, Ben. Oh, just, two, you know.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. Hold on a sec. I'm going to Google Images. Oh, yeah, the guy <laughs> with the leather jacket. Yeah, he looks just like him. I wow, you. he does. He's a dead ring. That's unbelievable. I've never, I I'd never heard that. of that before. He looks just like that guy. Wow. That's it. Hey, but, that, you know, the one thing,
6: it was a good, chippy game. I mean, the Rockets got to get a lot more ball movement. And, you know, guys, guys did kind of like standing around a couple times, man. But you can't, you can't do that with this team. They're, they're, a, they're a tough team, man. Kevin Durant is the X Factor, man. He is just a monster. I, I don't, I don't but,
2: even agree with that, Chris. The, the X Factor here was, calling me bad, as you just said there, Clay Thompson. That, he, he was very bad leading up to this series. He was he didn't shoot the ball well at all in the playoffs, uh, in the lead up here, and he was brilliant in, in this particular game.
6: But for you to go knee jerk with your one game analysis, I oh, that was not that was not knee jerk. No, 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 beating, not, 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 beating not, not, the Spurs not, not, by thirty last that year. That was not knee jerk. We going to run through the Spurs. That was not knee jerk. Remember Philadelphia in the finals ah, 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 beating the Lakers? Not knee jerk. And and what happened after that? Come on now. I, I have been steadfast
2: in my position for many, many weeks. I've been steadfast in my position. Other people have yeah, been screaming. A, like I
6: told you, the Warriors have
2: beat the fight out of you, biz. No, no, no. I'm three, an objective years, NBA. I'm an objective voice in the night when it comes to the NBA is what I am. Yeah, <laughs> for Boston. <laughs> I'll be on Wednesday night. Yeah, by ball. the way, absolutely yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, ball wash. Yeah, Gargle yeah. it. Gargle yeah. it gargle that's it, gargle an- that's another pivot. See, Chris, you you were good in debate class, right? You started out with the red herring about the Clippers. You wanted to avoid the Rockets. You really haven't talked too much about the Rockets. You mostly talked about the Warriors. And then at the end, you pivot away to Boston. See, I see what you're doing here. I'm on well, to you. I know <laughs> you. I know <laughs> your debate moves. We I know what know. you're up to. You're, you're I know what you're him. up to. We'll-
6: for Houston sports. No, okay? not at all. Not at level. Level. I love the. No, no, no.
2: I love the Houston okay? Oilers. Color me blue. Back in the day, I was a big fan of Warren Moon and the Oilers. I love them. <laughs> no, don't make me laugh. No, Seriously, I love the Oilers. I love the uniforms, the whole thing, the dome, see, the whole act. See, you don't want to <laughs> go through your track record. Let's go through your track
6: record. Okay, the Rockets knocked out your Clippers three to one. Oh, uh, here we go again and with, the, Clip- again again with the
2: Clippers. Again with the Clippers. Again with
6: the Clippers. Knock Dodgers out. Come on now, being your track record speaks for itself. My track record is great.
2: I am a winner. When I pick games, what I say happens. What I say happens. You know what? When you use your
6: brain, you do pick winners. But when you use your heart, you lose a lot.
2: Nah, I have no heart. I'm a radio guy. We have no hearts. All right? We're scumbags. We're on radio. We're gas bags, blowhards, chatterboxes. Exactly, That's what we are. No exactly heart. We're a bunch
6: of hot takes. That people just get really pissed off about, and then you get, you have death threats coming to your house and stuff. Dan. we know what yeah. happens. No, ben. that's
2: Adam Silver for people asking for a job. <laughs> he gets he gets death threats from people in uh, South Jamaica Queens. All right, uh, Chris, listen, uh, you know, you gotta own it. You lost, you're a loser. And uh, I hope hey, you enjoy we that. We
6: lost the game, okay, but we yeah. are the best team on the road. You know that, right? Me and uh, so, D- me and hey.
2: Danny were looking at pizza restaurants. We were trying to decide which kind of pizza we want when we won our bet. We, not with you, but we have a, a different bet. So, yeah.
6: Oh yeah,
2: I am you're going to yeah. be wearing that big hat too. No, no, I'm not you wearing any. There's it. no hat. No, 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 no hat at all. you Is right, ready get... for the big hat? Yeah, get out of here. All right, there he goes. Uh, Christian. Uh, yeah, our bets are hedged
7: here in the studio cuz either way it was going to be Ben in a big 10 gallon cowboy hat or pizza for the crew.
2: Win-win for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not wearing any hat. No, I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm a, I'm a, Didn't I'm a you once wear a paper bag over your head? I was younger, I was naive. Oh, I yeah. it was stupid. I don't need that How kind long ago of, ago was that? I don't need that kind of gimmicky radio. I don't. Well, whenever Byron Scott, it was a long time ago now. Jeez, the years have flown by here. It was uh, many, many years. I'm a, I'm a grown up now. I don't do that kind of amateur stuff. This is not amateur hour, Eddie. This is a professional network operation here. All right? This is a major radio production. Laudy, laudy, laudy. Let's do it. You're not helpful then. Time now for the. We'll have the MLB pick. Here's the Who Am I game. Here we go. Who Am I game. And I hold the record in the conference finals for fouling out of the most games during my career. Again, the Who Am I game in honor of the conference finals going on in the NBA. I hold the all-time record in conference final play for fouling out of the most games during my career in those conference finals. Who am I? The answer next. Let's stay focused. Everything around
6: was great. Uh We need to turn off the water and color me bad. That's that's what we got to do.
3: Come inside, take off your coat. You have
5: to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maryland Militia Springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: Several pointed
2: out it was love you blue, not uh, what I said. But it was I, I was an Oiler fan back then. I was. I was close. Hey, the Oilers haven't been around for a long time. That was part of the fight song, right? The uh, Houston, the greatest football team and all that. The, all those fight songs in, the, in that era sounded exactly the same. They all had the same cadence to them. Time now for the Who Am I game. And here it is. I hold the record. In conference finals. For fouling out of the most games during my illustrious career. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Ernie in Michigan's going with old San Diego Clipper Swain Nader as his answer. Uh, who else do we have? Bill Lambier from Rob in Minnesota. Tim Donahue holds the record. That's from Balls fan Jimmy. Tragic Johnson from Mr. Wonderful. Ben Wallace tossed out by Travis. Mario's going old school Sacramento Kings slash Houston Rocket. Otis Thorpe. Uh, Sean Bradley from our friend Parker the Snow Dog. We got to meet Parker. Parker was out here. We, we didn't get to meet Parker. Arf, 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 you know. James is going with Robert the Big Chief Parrish. That's his answer. Laval Ball from the Georgia Boy. Eddie Murphy tossed out by Jason. Thurl Bailey from Marvin the Michigan Man. That's a good name. I like that. Dave the Hammer Schultz from Will. I can't can't read that one on the air. Uh, Jonathan in Philadelphia got it right. Clearly cheating. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I have an answer, Uh, Ben. It's Vinny the Microwave Johnson. The great Vinny Johnson. He had the short shorts. Uh, No, that is incorrect. Big thigh short shorts. Uh, The correct answer, Rashid Wallace. Both teams played hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Rasheed Wallace managed to foul out of seven conference final games. He played in a bunch with the Pistons, Blazers, and also at the end of his career with the Boston Celtics. But that's the record. Seven just behind him, a couple of behind him, uh, with five each. You've got Caldwell Jones, Robert the Chief Parrish, and the great Rick Smiths are all on the list. But the leader in the clubhouse, the great Rasheed Wallace, uh, Jonathan says, a box of rejection letters from women and radio stations, that is a level of petty I aspire to be, uh, Jonathan says. I don't know if petty's is the right word, but it was a, a motivational situation. Some of that was more, not with the women, but the, the uh, rejection letters. You'll be happy to know that many of those radio stations that rejected me have been forced to carry my crappy overnight show years later, so I have gotten my revenge with... <laughs> Average to mediocre late-night radio that has been broadcast on those same radio stations that rejected me many years ago. Poop fest. Yes. Matt says, how many times do the Rockets have to get their ass kicked in the playoffs before Chris accepts reality? Uh, I'm going to go not once, not twice, not three times. How about four times? I'm going to go four. Not two, not three. And then when that happens, he'll say, well, no, it's okay. Well, next year they're going to be better. Because the Warriors will be a year older, you know, he'll, he'll come up with some some scenario there. Uh, JJ says that you cannot blame Chris Paul for going to Texas and keeping the 3.1 million in salary in his bank account for this year alone, and who knows how much more. He's talking about the, the taxation that the leftists in California have placed on everyone that lives in California. Ah, uh, and I don't, I'm not going to push back on the taxing in California. It's insane. It's insanity. It's ridiculous, and all that. But when you reach a certain level of, uh, of wealth, you put a dummy charity together and you hide your money. You know, you, you come up with a charity that doesn't do anything. You put your money in there. You're good to go. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Time now for the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. And who's going first, Loop? I'd like to thank Joey Votto for getting hurt yesterday in the third inning. Thank you, Joey. Good job by you. Take your time, Coop. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, Let's go with Manny Machado. Manny Machado is off the board. Danny G. Mookie the Wookie Bets. Oh, going with the Red Sox, I see. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Koopa Loop. I will go with Jose Ramirez. All right. You're going to have him. I'll take Francisco Lindor and JD Martinez. Koopa Loop. Justin Upton. On Angel. Danny G. Back to you. Charlie Blackman. Okay. That used to be Coop's guy. He fell. Fell out of love with him. Eddie, the back to back Eddie. Carlos Santana uh-huh. and Wilson Contreras. Okay, you're done with your picks. Danny
7: is the MLB picker. Giancarlo, he'll always be Mike to us, Stanton. Alright, Kubalu.
8: Uh, I will go with I guess uh, right. Ender and
2: Siarte. All right. I the saw Zuntite. I saw that you Darvis is pitching for the Cubs. Give me Freddie Freeman of my Atlanta Braves! Continue bashing Darvish! Houston, you got issues. You got a lot of issues. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Rate quote. You can hand out all the red T-shirts and all the plastic noisemakers you want at the Toyota Center. You still got to play the game. That's the problem. And James Harden, if you look at his stat line, he said, man, he was pretty good. He had 41 points, 14 of 24 from the floor. Chris Paul had 23 points and 11 uh, rebounds. 11 rebounds for Chris Paul. He's a midget. Uh, yeah, 11 rebounds. Uh, Houston contains Steph Curry. And despite all of that, despite all of that, they still lost by 13 points. Uh, so on the Maller scale of panic, 1-10, to 10, with 10 being you Darvish, on the mound, Game 7 of the World Series at home, wetting his diaper in the top of the first inning, that would be a 10. For the Rockets on the Maller scale of panic, I'm going to give this an 8.5. 8.5. It is Game 1. Can't go higher than 8.5 on Game 1. But I'm going to go 8.5 on the Mather scale of panic. We are talking about a soul-crushing situation for all the anticipation and all the buildup and all the hype. You put a stink bomb out there like that in the second half, that's what you do. You get outscored by seven in in the third quarter and then pretty much just keep away in the fourth quarter. For the Golden State Warriors. Now, does James Harden and Chris Paul, do they get the lion's share of the blame uh, for this particular loss for the Rockets? Yes, 100%. They're the headliners. They get the glory when things go right for the Rockets. People slobber all over James Harden and tell them how great he is and Chris Paul. and Oh, we love you, Chris. Rah, rah, rah. Well, you know, the opposite happened here. The headliners get the glory when things go right. They also get the blame. you got to own it. You gotta own it. They weren't good enough. The stars for the Golden State Warriors collectively were better than the stars of the Houston Rockets in this game. So let's discuss. Now the question here is this. What do you do now? You're the Rockets. What the hell do you do now? Right, my perspective on this, you've got voodoo, smelling salts, and a breakfast cereal. And we'll link all of this together for you and we'll Lay it all out, point by point. Well, it's like connecting puzzle pieces uh, is what we do. Now, A, Houston, to win this series, which they're not going to do, but I'll play along, why not, for the purposes of the Mallard monologue, there's going to have to be a, a higher power here that gets involved. Golden State, we thought they were too good. They looked too good. They, they're, they're too stacked. The deck is too stacked in favor of, of the Golden State Wars. Kevin Durant was otherworldly on offense. The fact that Steph Curry was neutralized and had one three-pointer and the Warriors won the game on the road by double digits. Even if you're the most optimistic Rockettes fan, I think I talked to that person last hour, this is depressing. Right, Mike D'Antoni, now here's my advice. Right, turn to voodoo. That's what I would like to recommend, right? Have some kind of sacrifice of the Rockets playbook. right? Get everyone together, have some smoke, matches, light a little fly- fire in the locker room, get some firewood, put the playbooks in there. I guess all these playbooks now are on tablets, so you're going to have to burn some tablets, but they can afford it. And burn, baby burn. That's what I do if I'm the Rockets. Burn, baby burn, because that's that's about it at this point right and, and, and b being completely transparent here this is a little shop of horrors for houston right the, the rockets they should make a recommitment to i don't know passing the basketball right and chris paul i don't know what happened to him he lost his way when he left the clippers uh, he was always a pass first guy he's become a selfish jerk in a Rockets uniform, he played 38 minutes, had three assists. The Rockets thought they were trading for a Hall of Fame pass-first point guard, and they got James Harden. Light is what they got in return. They got a guy like oh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take as many shots as I can when Harden's not shooting. I'll shoot, dribble, dribble, dribble. I'll dribble, 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 and then I'll shoot. I'm not gonna pass. No, no, three assists in 38 minutes for a Hall of Fame point guard. My ass, ISO ball which is a cousin of hero ball, continues to live large with the Rockets. Now, some other obvious changes, right? Smelling salts are in order for people like Trevor Ariza and P.J. Tucker. But if you need Ariza and you need Tucker to rise up, if you're going to win this series, you are, you are so screwed, uh, it's not even funny. Houston starting forwards, Ariza and Tucker, Combined for nine points, they took 11 shots, eight of them by Trevor Ariza, and they combined to go three of 11 from the floor with seven rebounds. There's a word for that. You know what the word is? Garbage. That's the word for it. Garbage. That's how they play. Garbage. And and then you got my old guy, Luke Mute, former Clipper, who played like he was back. He played like he was back with the Clippers in a playoff game. That's the Luke (laughs) Mute I remember. That's right. That's... So glad he's gone. What, a, what were the Rockets thinking signing this guy? Seriously. Everyone talks about how wonderful the GM of the Rockets is, right? They go on and on about how smart the front office is. The, the nerds and the geeks lick the toes of the Rockets front office. They signed Luke Baamute, okay? And they expected him to play well in the postseason. 17 minutes, 0 of 6 from the floor, four turnovers in 17 minutes. It's impressive. He would have gotten, if he played the entire game, he could have gotten you know, right, right around you know, 10, 10 turnovers. You know, If he played the entire game, it would have been right around there, right in that area. Uh, the Rockets missed, by, by my math here, in the restricted area, which are baskets you're supposed to make most of the time, you're supposed to shoot 75 80%. They missed 13 of those. That was Toronto Raptor-like. Remember the, the Raptors in game one, bunny miss, bunny miss, bunny miss. They missed 13 of those. The Golden State Warriors took 17 plausibly easy shots in the restricted area, and they made 15 of them. They only missed two the entire game. But wait, we've got more. Houston had three fast-break points the entire game. Three. Golden State, 18, which is not a lot, but compared to three, it's a lot. Compared to three, it's a lot, and considering the spread – was thirteen points. Now that's that's a a big effing deal, as they say. And when the game was in the balance, right? The game was in the balance. Third quarter. It was a comedy of errors, is what it was. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that happened consistently, but it was sporadically, and it was enough to do in the the, uh, the rockets i mean it was it was about um, by my math or math it was about 4 minutes of rather shaky basketball and that was it they they were doomed they being the rockets were absolutely doomed now the parting shot on this uh, as you know being a, a talk show host I, I i swear by the the bible i'm objective is what i am here uh, the, the rockets best chance to win this series is an old friend and you know what it is not it's not voodoo. You know that's that's something you could do. You could have the sacrifice of the playbook. You could do that. But the Rockets' best opportunity here is a uh, it's a slogan from a breakfast cereal. Snap, crackle and pop. Uh that is about it. Right? That's 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 all there is. Right? If both teams stay healthy as they are, there is a very obese woman, I don't know if we're even allowed to say that anymore, uh who is singing opportunes. From the luxury box at the Sexist. Toyota Center. Okay. Uh, that's, or how about not, not a, a, a fat woman, a cisgender woman singing from a luxury box. We want to be uh, inclusive, uh-huh. so we'll do that. right? I don't even know what that means. But we'll, we'll say that. Why not? Uh, so, now having thought this out, having thought this out, my, my advice is to, here's what I think all the Rocket players should do. Panic. I think they need to panic. All of them need to have a mental breakdown. They need anxiety to take over. I'm sick and tired of hearing athletes say, we're not going to panic. I think you should panic. I would like to see everyone panic just to see what happens. Why not, right? Golden State shot 61% when either James Harden or Chris Paul were the number one defender, the primary defender. 61% 61% the Warriors shot against the dynamic duo of James Harden and Chris Paul. That is the highest that has been uh, in, in this particular postseason. Well, that says a lot about the incompetence and the dereliction of duties in Minnesota and in Utah. And in uh, Mike D'Antoni, he claimed his team needs to have a short memory. They need to make adjustments and all this stuff. And uh, here, let's, hear, actually, let's hear a little bit from Mike D'Antoni here, the uh, very verbose coach of the Houston Rockets.
4: We can win here. We can win there. It's nice to have home court. Don't have it. we got to go, go get it. We lost it against Utah, and we went back and got it. So it's not like you know, we haven't done it. Uh, it'd be nice if it was a storybook ending. Hey, win every home game, and you, you go to the next round. But you know, it usually doesn't happen that way. Yeah.
2: That's a different tune than he was singing prior to the game. Sam, I am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, jeez, we can win there. We can win here. We can win anywhere. Yeah, want to bet on that? Oh, you can bet on it. Well, more on that later. Absolutely. But he he was rolling off cliches, D'Antoni, short memory, adjustments, all the big buzzwords. Move on. Uh, if only it was that easy. If only that was it was that easy. Well, Chris Paul, who's a selfish guard now, used to be a pass first point guard, traditional point guard. He's morphed. Uh, is that is that James Harden rubbing off on him, or is it just old age? He feels like he has to shoot now more. Uh, Chris Paul. Well, here's Paul uh, pointing out that uh, the, uh, the Warriors are pretty good at basketball.
6: Defensively, I think we we got to be better. I got caught helping a couple times in the first half, and I think Nick Young hit three threes off of those plays. You know what I mean? Some some games, some series, you may make those mistakes, and guys don't make the shots. But tonight, every time we did it, they made the shot. So. Obviously, uh, they make you pay when you make mistakes. Yeah,
2: Nick Young. <laughs> Nick Young, for his entire career, the definition of a player that if you had Nick Young on your roster, you were not trying to win. Uh, that was that was the the rule there. There used to be a guy named uh, Ricky Davis back in the day, uh, previous generation of NBA Who? players. He's the guy that wanted a triple-double so bad, so, so bad, that he shot a ball against the uh, the basket of the other team thinking he would get credited with the – the uh, or his own team, rather, thinking he would get credited with a rebound so he'd get a triple-double. Uh, the great Ricky Davis, one of my favorite moments in NBA history. But, uh, yeah, Nick Young was on that list. And, and JaVale McGee also on that list. JaVale McGee's also on there. But these guys you know, they get jump on the gravy train and uh, you get a couple of championships riding the coattails of Durant and Curry and these other guys. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and if you would like to be part, there is one line open. Why do I have a line? I, don't know. I feel like Arnie Spanier. Why do I have a line open? Ah! All right. All right. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities, and we are on Twitter at and Facebook, the whole thing there, Ben Maller's show on Facebook. That's Ben Maller's show. I got a very angry message from Ryan who thought he got the Who Am I game right, which he did, and he said, I got that blank right, and I got no love. Thanks, blank. Uh, Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate the love. Very nice of you to be supportive of our radio show and – As you know, Ryan, we only get like three people that send responses in, so we read all of them on the air. Everyone that responds gets on the air. Blank
8: my blank and blank you. And
2: blank, 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 blank. Uh, We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie slash Judas Garcia. Very upset, Eddie. The sound's down. We have NBA TV on here. They're doing a replay. They're interviewing Lloyd Pierce. On TV One. Oh, on the, the sta- new
5: coach of the something, something. Who's he the new coach
2: of? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's the Washington Generals. Uh-uh. He's the new coach of the Washington Generals, who I think are disguising themselves as the Atlanta Hawks. Ah, thank you. I think, yeah. yeah. How many former Atlanta Hawks coaches can you name?
5: Ah, former, well, the czar of the Telestrator, Mike Fertillo.
2: 1985, okay. That's that's when I watched the NBA. 1985 uh, was the last time you watched the NBA? Was that, uh, that was the? uh, Thereabouts. What about Lenny Wilkins? Sure, of course. Yeah, Lenny Wilkins. Bob Weiss? Didn't Bob Weiss do a stint in Atlanta? I do remember Bob Weiss. Yeah, the guy with the glasses. Bald guy. Yeah, Yeah. looked like he should not be uh, anywhere near the basketball court. Uh, Well, Budenhoser was just there. Oh, Mike Woodson. I can name a lot of Atlanta Hawks coaches. I am good at this. I can name a lot. <laughs> you are. I think that's it, though. Oh. How many other hot? Co- can anyone name any other? Don't. And Danny's cheating. He's looking down. You're. You're looking down. You're cheating. I know. I know what you're doing.
7: Uh, no, I was actually on William Shatner's page right now.
2: Oh. <laughs>
7: <laughs> trying to trying to get an update for us. I can't be us. on his page.
2: I'm not allowed to be
5: on his. Page. Well, I was going to ask about that because we got so much going on. You've still got an Eli Manning monologue coming we up. We do. We have gambling. We got sports gambling. Yeah. Oh, this is a big so night. So, when are we going to? I was going to ask Danny if there was an update on our. Uh, this is the riches of Solomon, is what this ongoing, is. Our <laughs> ongoing uh, battle, or not, with William Shatner. Yeah, Well, Danny. We're trying
2: to make peace. Danny had sent. Why don't we pause for the cause, as they say? We'll get an update on these spats with Shats because I was bombarded. With the notifications and mentions of people trying to reach out to William Shatner, uh, I don't know that any of those worked. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, We'll get to that. We'll have a Spats with Shats update, and also we'll go Kung Fu Fighting. We'll do that as well, and we will do it next.
5: Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night. By following Ben on Twitter, he's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow the man who answers the phones. It is the man who's also the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. Hey! And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: We will have Mallard to the third degree. Maybe we'll bring it back to its old time. Maybe we'll do that. We've got the Spats with Shats update. If there is an update, I've been in the dark on this. I've not gotten any kind of email or anyone directing me towards an update on that. As the Rockets go down, the Warriors win Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. We're talking about that. And also, we will be kung fu fighting in a moment. But first, William... Shatner, nemesis of the Maller Militia, a man who has taken many potshots at my good name in a desperate attempt to gain wealth for his fledgling charity endeavors, it has not gone unnoticed. It has not gone unnoticed here. If you have not been listening and you missed the podcast... Let me update you on some of the horrific things that this evil person has said about me. Uh, they are they're, they're so horrific. I have contacted legal counsel. Uh, this is slander, these things that are said about me. They're so horrible from, from a person of such stature. Uh, the Maller Militia called Maller Marshmallows. Uh, I was called cheap and nasty by William Shatner. I also said I am pathetic as well and that's just the tip of the iceberg and now a man who is negotiating a peace agreement a peace treaty he's traveled to north korea several times to try to get this done and we go to the desk of danny g radio for the latest on this very dramatic story as we try to take down mr big giant head himself there william shad
7: well bill as we talk about another bill here looks like William has moved on at least for a day. Uh, he is done with the name-calling for now. He's on this whole Save Lucifer trip. Hashtag Save Lucifer. I'm not sure if it's... the
2: hell is that? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't is know that if that it's...
7: that a TV show or something? That's what I'm thinking, and somebody else on... Oh. One of our P1s on Twitter also said it's some lame TV show that he's trying to save because it's going to be canceled.
2: It's called Save uh, Lucifer? <laughs>
7: yes, hashtag Danny, s- Danny,
2: I, Danny, I think that's a Fox
7: show. Save. Oh, oh, is it? Well, really?
2: then I hope it's uh, I hope it gets saved. It's a, probably a fine show, <laughs> uh, and a lot of people love it. Well, we're the yeah.
7: radio department, not the TV all department. It's right. so all one big happy family here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. says, Save Lucifer. No more devil talk. Save Lucifer. He'll shoot. Hashtag Save Lucifer. Now, that's a face well, only on. a mother would love.
2: Now, Lucifer was on for three years on Fox. Did anyone ever watch it? I've never seen it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I.
8: We
5: now go to our entertainment desk and uh, Cooper Justin loop?
8: Cooper. Because if he doesn't pain? know about
5: it, nobody knows about it.
8: I knew about it, but I know about it just because of like within the last week or so. I didn't know about it before this whole, you know, save it kind of
2: thing. Uh, a chairman at Fox on Lucifer said it was ratings based the decision. <laughs> we had a very successful late year, and all four new dramas renewed. We felt like performance wise, we needed to make that change. So nobody was watching it. That's what happens. And nobody wa- it's a competitive industry. If people don't watch, the show gets canceled.
7: I just counted on his account. He has sent out twenty 22- two messages about lucifer
4: yeah
2: so how can we tie lucifer in with uh with our <laughs> our battle like somehow to get to get him to pay attention we have to do this here uh we'll 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 send him some more i don't i'm done i can't send him anything so i if you guys want to continue to uh the question by the him, way I, ju- I just looked yeah?
5: up what this show is about uh it's lucifer the original fallen angel who has become dissatisfied with his life in hell after abandoning his throne, he is retiring to Los Angeles. Uh, oh, my
2: God. That sounds like a horrible show.
5: <laughs> yeah, he's uh, indulging in his favorite things, women, wine, and song. Until a murder takes yeah. place outside of one of his nightclubs.
2: <laughs> Hashtag cancel Lucifer, please. Don't bring it back. <laughs> sounds horrible. How did that oh. ever get greenlighted? That sounds like a disaster. That guy, somebody approved, and it was on for three years? They should. That's a great mitzvah that show was on three years. It sounds like a horrible concept. Who the hell? Who would hell want to watch that? Nobody wants to watch that. Apparently, Apparently yeah, William I, Shatner. Yeah, I guess she, was Shatner in it or something, or maybe one of his relatives. I bet you he's one of his relatives or somebody he's really tight with was in it. I bet you. That's he's, a that's a guarantee. He right? says hashtag
7: Save Lucifer. I'm watching.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure they're trying to get that 87 year old demo because uh, that's what really moves the needle over on the advertising side at Fox on TV. <laughs> Can we get the 85-plus demo? We need that. That's got good long-term viability. It does, clearly. Uh, all right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show. So the update is there's no update. The update is there's nothing. We've yeah, got nothing new. Nothing new yeah. to
7: report. And now it's just a matter of time before Eddie says those magic words that he said that, you know, started the whole thing, the whole beef. So don't we don't want to go there yet because we're still in the, in the middle of negotiating.
5: Danny, let me correct you. Yeah. I didn't start the no, whole beat. William you, you, Shatner
2: started
7: the what whole beat. Mean, yeah, what true. I mean, what I mean is, you sicked our audience on him. Remember, yeah.
2: and, and I pointed out yesterday, the cavalry has been. You know, we've we've had a lot of casualties. We've lost a lot of good men and women that have been blocked by William Shatner. Good, hardworking people that have fought the good fight and have been. You know, we they're in body bags now. Uh, they can't they can't reach Shatner because they're done. That's it. They've been attacked by Shatner. They've been blocked by Shatner. So I know we have new listeners all the time, which is good. We have the same nine people, but then we add, like, a couple here and there. So we, if we've built up a big enough infantry, we can attack again. Like, isn't that how you do the art of war, right? You you have casualties, and then you come back, and then you regroup, and you, you build up your army, and then you go out again, and then you go back. Okay. So The Ben Maller Show on Fox will be Kung Fu Fighting and also Maller to the Third Degree. We'll get to that, all of it shortly, but right now on the Geico Fox Sports Radio uh, Network here, the studios. Not the whole network. Uh, Let's get the latest from Eddie Garcia. Eddie? Well, Ben, in the NBA playoffs, we had the much-anticipated
5: opening game of the Western Conference Finals. The defending champion Golden State Warriors taking on the team with the best record in the regular season, the Houston Rockets. And thanks to a strong second half, the Warriors get the 119-106 victory in Houston, outscoring the Rockets 36-50 in the second half. Kevin Durant had 37 points, Clay Thompson 28 points for Golden State in the win as they grab the 1-0 series lead. James Harden 41 points, not enough for the Houston Rockets to get the victory. NHL playoffs, Game 2 Western Conference Finals. Golden Knights beat the Jets in Winnipeg 3-1. Jonathan Marchessault had two goals. Mark andre Fleury 30 saves in net as Vegas evens that series at one game apiece. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down a long-standing federal law banning sports gambling. The decision now allows individual states to determine whether they will allow legal sports betting or not. This report is brought to you by TrueCar. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And uh, Ben, a couple of uh, notes from uh, football. Fox has announced that their number one team of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will call Thursday night games in addition to the Sunday yeah.
2: action. I hear that was a mandate from the NFL that they wanted that. Fo- Fox did talk to uh, Jason Witten and a couple of other people. They were Wooing, but the NFL preferred having the number one broadcast team, which is good for Joe Buck because he loves when people bash him. Any game Joe Buck does, you're convinced Joe Buck hates your team. 100%, he can't stand your team, whatever game Joe Buck does.
5: And and also current Fox analyst uh, and former NFL officiating head, Dean Blandino has accepted a job as the director of Instant Replay with college football oh, officiating, is he leaving Fox? He is not.
2: Whoa, he's going to double dip. He's double dipping. He's doing the mallet maneuver. He's yeah. doing the mallet maneuver. He's going to double dip. He will, he will cha-ching, remain cha-ching. on cha-ching. air during
5: college and NFL
2: broadcasts. So, what if there's a massively important college football game, and there's a Fox NFL game that night, and Fox needs Blandino. What does he do? Does he go to college football, or does he do the NFL well, game? Well, apparently
5: he's going to somehow do this role during the off season. What? <laughs> Say what? Really? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Oh, that ought to go well. Yeah. yeah.
5: So what is it going to be like in a classroom with the uh, teaching these re- replay guys what to call, and then once the season starts,
2: you're on your own, fellas. Yeah, I'm sure no one else could have done that job. They had no. to get Dean Blandino. They had to do that. Very important they got him in. Very important. So the Ben Maller Show, we are originating from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, this is a story that I am curious about, and I don't have the answers. I do not have the answers, but I'd like to know it's an NFL story. We're going to get to Mallard of the third degree in a moment. We'll we'll push it up a little bit. But the, the New England Patriots defensive line sucked last year. It was really bad. All right? They got to the Super Bowl. That's great. And they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. But the defensive line was a weak area on the team. They've tried to improve it. They've made a couple of roster moves, namely Danny Shelton, who they acquired from the Cleveland Browns. And now the news came out that Bill Belichick, has decided. Well, that's not enough. You know, I need more than that. I need more than Danny Shelton. So the Patriots have hired a martial arts expert as a pass rushing consultant for the 2018 NFL season. I don't know if you heard about this, but this this is the kind of story that interests me. That's not completely wrong. Uh, the, according to reports out of Boston, the Patriots have hired someone named Joe Kim. Are you familiar with Joe Kim's work? Joe Kim Noah? I know him. He's a very good basketball player. But he doesn't go on vacation to Cleveland. No, that is incorrect. Uh, Joe Kim is a Taekwondo master in the Cleveland area.
6: Never heard of him.
2: Now, I got a couple of questions. The most pressing question is, how much are they paying him? Like, how much do you get paid... I see the headline, NFL team hires pass rushing consultant who happens to be a taekwondo master. I want to know how how much is he getting paid? That's my, my first question. The second question is who put this in Belichick's head? I think I know the answer to that. I think I already revealed the answer, and that's that guy, Danny Shelton, that played with the the Cleveland Browns, because apparently this guy was. A big to-do. You know, I'm not that up on my taekwondo in Cleveland, but if you do live in Cleveland, this is like a big deal, this guy. right? He's a big, well-known taekwondo master, and uh, he's worked with some other NFL players over the years, and so he's now got a job with the the Patriots. Now, I was in, as a youth, I was in mixed martial arts. Uh, I was a, a great, uh, I did judo. I I did karate for a few months. I did that. I know all the self-defense moves, uh, all of them, and so don't mess with me. I will kick you in the nuts. Uh, I learned all of those moves back in the uh, back in the day. Did anyone else do taekwondo or judo or uh, karate or anything like that? Eddie, I don't think of you as a karate guy. Uh, that would be accurate. I've never done anything You've never done that. that. Now. I was a white belt. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> uh, Isn't that, that what they give to anyone it. who like, starts out? Why you got to ruin my, my day there? Okay. Uh, Danny G, any kind of self-defense moves? Did you learn the uh, m- the mixed martial arts? Uh, trying to stay,
7: stay alive every day from my older brother kicking me in the face. But, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that was unofficial.
2: I got you. Uh, Koopa Loop, when you weren't making movies as a kid, were you swinging your leg up in the air, kicking somebody in the face with a roundhouse kick? Yes. You did?
8: Yes. I got to orange belt with Ooh. a black stripe. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. How many
7: did ro-
2: you ever
8: use nunchucks? No, no,
2: that's Chinese that's throwing in, stars. That's in the movies. Oh, that's good though. I like the Chinese throwing stars are good. Every kid had like a plastic. When you're a kid, you get those plastic things. You chuck them around. It's great. I
7: used to work with a guy who brought practice throwing stars to the studio.
2: It's a good idea. Yeah, we're like, what are you going to do with those? <laughs> Throw them in the wall, Danny? What are we talking about? Uh, that's great. Well, so so the Patriots have they've gone all in. They've, they're now attempting uh, taekwondo. This is the kind of thing, like, I'm convinced if you package it right, NFL coaches, and listen, Belichick's like a legend, is an all-time great, but I'm convinced if you package it right, you can convince an NFL coach to bring anyone in as a consultant. Like, if you say you've got this guy who's the greatest sewage guy in the world and he knows how to walk through raw feces in the sewer system and that, the ability... No, no, stay with me. The ability to kind of hold your breath and maintain your composure and not lose it into a puddle of, you know, you know what you're standing, you know what you're standing in. That's a skill that our team needs. So why don't we hire this guy as a consultant and we'll bring him in and he'll teach us about dealing with crap. You know how we de- how we deal with crap. I'm convinced you could get any one of these NFL coaches if presented properly. And you tell how great this person's track record is, you could get them to do it. I'm convinced of that. It's the Ben Maller show on Fox. Oh, look at the time. We were going to do it right now, but we'll push it back. I want. I don't want Coop to get in trouble. I don't want. I'm all about the clock. By the clock. For the clock. I am the clock. I live the clock life. You don't have to live the clock life. I live the clock life. So we will get to Mallard to the third degree. Three bits, one segment. We'll do Mallard to the third degree. And, I, and now this all-in thing, we we got to get a major sponsorship. This is a big deal now, this all-in thing. Now that sports wagering is a state's rights issue, uh, more on that coming up in about 20 minutes. But this is big. We'll be giving out a winner because I'm here to win. All right, time now for the instant trivia. Uh, with pressure on him last season, blank, completed just – of his passes with one touchdown and five picks. That is the worst of any projected starting quarterback in the NFL in the 2018 season. Again, under pressure last year, Blank completed just 41% of his passes with one touchdown and five picks. Worst of any projected starting quarterback for this upcoming season. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next.
5: We do things a little differently than those dime-a-dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show your public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: Three bits, one segment, you know the drill. That's how we do it here. We'll have all in, also... Mallard of the third degree. But first, the insta-trivia. With pressure on him last season, Blank completed just 41% of his passes with one touchdown and five picks. That is the worst of any projected starting quarterback in the NFL when 2018 comes around. That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Did anyone get it right? We're looking. We're looking here. Uh, Mike is going with Marcus. Mariota as his answer. Bob checks in with the great Joe Flacco. Tim Tebow from the Palm Desert Rat. Elijah tossed out by Dolph and Mike. More on him later. Sean in Portland says it's George Takai. Uh, Rodney, Rodney Allen Rippey from Ernie in Michigan. Tequila Man says Sam Bradford. Cardiac Stanley checks in with Bobby Bear. T. Martin from the Little Troller. Uh, who else do we have? Sergeant Slaughter from Cowboy Killer. Robbie, the Mariner fan, is going with the Antichrist as his answer. Paulie B from the 303. Uh, he's checking in. He's listening. He has no answer, though. All right, do you have an answer, Ed? It's not Elmer Fudd. That's Eric's answer. It's not Elmer Fudd. No, it's not Elmer no. Fudd. No, it's ben, not. the correct answer is David Garrard. Garrard. Do, do, do. No, no, it's incorrect. He does have the crones, though. The correct answer from our writers. Derek Carr. That's why they fired their coach. They brought in John Gruden. One of the reasons to fix the sorry state of Derek Carr. He completed 34 of 82 passes under pressure with one touchdown and five picks. The worst of any projected starting quarterback in the NFL coming back for 2018.
7: It's Ben Maller, and he's going...
2: All in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All in. It is a tribute to sports wagering. Is that how we do it? And we start fresh today, Coop. No need to look back to yesterday, Coop. Oh, I think no we need- should. No, I don't think we should. I think, yeah, I think uh, Nobody really cares about yesterday. Everybody won, to- except for Ben. Today's a new oh. day, coop loop Today's uh, a one-run loss.
8: Big deal. Who cares? So, I mean, as the uh, the, one run the guy loss. whose name is on the so show. I say
2: one-run loss, Coop. Who cares? If, if you want this segment sponsored, you should they probably one, do a little bit a better. one-run loss. <laughs> Big deal. That's what happens. Well, I'm back in the winner's column today. This is a guaranteed... Four-star selection. You can bet the mortgage oh, on boy. the Atlanta Braves <laughs> plus 110 Don't bet the mortgage. against that scumbag. You Darvish. That thief wearing a Cub uniform. You Darvish my ass. 0-3 record as a Cub, an ERA of six. Those are the real Chicago Cubs. Uh, Eddie?
5: game three of the eastern conference finals the stanley cup playoffs lightning at the capitals over under of six
7: take the under danny g ben this is probably the game of the day blue jays at the mets big game unless it's not big game over under seven and a half it is garcia and Sindergaard on the mound so my
2: cousin's pitching
7: what's garcia's first name uh edmund i'm gonna go on it's not it
2: that is accurate
7: Uh, it's high no, it's gonna,
2: it says Edmund, right? <laughs>
7: I'm going to go under. Hopefully, Syndergaard will throw a good game. Taking right. the under. Uh,
2: Koopaloop says he has
8: no picks, so he's out. Uh, he's that's, no. that's not true. Uh, it's funny that Danny always picks that my games, but I, I'm not going that direction. The calendar may say Tuesday, but it's actually
2: Thursday. I'm going to oh, wow. go with the New York Mets. <laughs> oh, see, I actually like the Nationals. I have a small play on the Nationals. Small play on the Na- Tanaka, don't trust him on the road. Gio <laughs> Gonzalez at home, left-hander. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. Here we go.
7: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree.
4: This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
2: And it is third degree time. Three bits, one segment. We bring back the Coupe de loop for this edition of Mallard to the third degree. Do not attempt this at home. This is a tight wire act. We're glad we saved more time for this segment, Ben.
8: Uh, if it was it was reported over the weekend that the Sixers have expressed interest in a Kawhi Leonard trade, Ben, what do you think is more likely, Kawhi to Philly or LeBron to Philly?
2: All right, the answer is C, none of the above. Right, C, none of the above. A, Kawhi Leonard either has a chronic quad injury, or he has been embellishing his injury status. He has been dogging it to get out of San Antonio. Either way, that is a player you do not want to touch. Now, my sources tell me that Kawhi Leonard is trying to engineer a trade to the Lakers, but the Spurs will not trade him to the Lakers. Instead, if he wants to play in L.A., it's going to have to be with the Clippers. That gives me heartburn to think about Kawhi Leonard possibly being a Clipper knowing my luck, the way things have been going lately, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, And, B, LeBron James, listen, he would suck the life out of Joel Embiid. It would be all about LeBron and all that. He's going to be 34 years old by the time next postseason comes around. The clock is ticking. I wouldn't touch either one of these guys if I'm the Sixers. Next!
8: The Atlanta Braves haven't had a winning record since 2013. And much to everyone's surprise, they currently have the best record in the National League, do you think that they end that streak this year, Ben?
2: Well, do they have a winning record? Yes. Do they, have a, do they make the playoffs? I'm skeptical on the playoffs. The first thing about Atlanta, I did pick them today, uh, but they're leading the National League in run score. They're third in baseball. They're getting career years out of Nick Marcakis, Freddie Freeman, someone named Ozzy Albies. I don't even know who that is. He's uh, got 12 home runs. That doesn't seem sustainable. The offense is going to come back to the pack. Is the pitching good enough? They've got some young, unknown pitchers that have played very well uh, so far. Uh, The good thing for the Braves is there's a lot of crappy teams in the National League East, the Marlins, the Mets, uh, teams like that. So they will be above 500. the Braves, but I'm not buying them as a playoff team yet. Next! And Jerry West said he no longer felt wanted
8: by the Warriors. Ben, after seeing the uh, pathetic results of this last season,
2: do you still want Jerry West? They were better than the Lakers, so that means the Lakers were beyond pathetic. Uh, listen, absolutely. Jerry West is the silhouette of the NBA. He's the inspiration, of the logo. Uh, he's eighty years old. He knows what he's doing. Uh, never underestimate Jerry West. Now, the only thing that scares me is he doesn't use email. Uh, that troubles me a little bit. Uh, but there it is, Mallard of the third degree. Coop tells me he's I win. I say win, another win. He told me I won. You can bet on it. Yeah, like really, you can really bet on it. I'm not kidding. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I've seen some documentaries over the years about the end of Prohibition and what that was like and and booze was everywhere. It was just great, right? It was a wonderful time when they ended Prohibition. Well gambling prohibition when it comes to sports is ending. It's not quite over yet. It's not quite over yet, but if you've had your head buried in the sand somewhere and you haven't been paying attention, you might have missed it. The United States Supreme Court striking down something called the Professional and Amateur Protection Act. It was implemented back in 1992 as law, and that effectively banned sports gambling outside of the state of Nevada. Everyone else, you were violating the law. How dare you, you you heathen. Uh, And the case was, was brought up by Chris Christie, the former Honorable Governor of New Jersey, uh, Chris Christie there and occasional sports talk show host. Uh, we tried that for a couple of years. So Chris Christie, uh, the governor of New Jersey at the time, and this goes all the way back uh, to 2011. And so not to give you uh, the minutia of it, too much of the backstory, but this is important. It does matter why we're at this point where the Supreme Court made this ruling and have opened up the uh, the opportunity to to do very well in sports gambling. So the state of New Jersey filed a lawsuit against the major sports leagues in America. Shout out to the NFL, the NCAA, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. And it was because of a decision from New Jersey voters, the the citizens of New Jersey, the taxpayers, to amend the Constitution to give that state, the Garden State, the authority to legalize sports wagers. Seems simple enough. This is the will of the people. This is what they wanted. They voted for it, and the uh, Constitution got involved. The sports leagues got involved, and so most of the major sports leagues were in favor of the federal ban, right? They didn't want this back in 2011, and they followed you know, with, with litigation, and they went through the court system. It worked its way all the way up like a snake, all the way up to the Supreme Court, and now we have this decision, and uh, sure enough, We've had the decision. hadn't even been a day yet, and you've got people screaming, no, no, we need more government oversight. We need Congress to get involved in this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and we need a federal legislation on sports wagering. So there's a lot of tentacles to this. There's a lot of tentacles. Let's discuss as much as we can right now in the limited time that we have. The question is, what does this particular ruling by the Supreme Court on-sports wagering, really mean? And for the purposes of this Mahler monologue, we're going to go by the assumption that this is not blocked, that there's no final obstacle that tosses this back, that this is going to be the way it is. This is the new normal in America, at least for the next generation or two. Uh, My viewpoint on this, you've got the Gold Rush, the New Frontier, and the Battle Royale. You've got all those things and we will line them up and bind them together. Now, first of all, I don't know if you're a gambler or not. I am a gambler. I, I'm a gambler. Not a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I want to say how great I am, but I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, as, you've, as you've, you've heard from my picture. Uh, but here's the thing, right? If you were around for the Internet boom of the late 1990s and the early 2000s, Which I'm assuming you probably were. You're probably old enough, right? If you're a young guy, you probably remember it, right? What it was like prior to that. I would think, in a smaller way, but a similar result, there will be an explosion financially. It's a smaller deal because not everyone cares about sports and they're not going to bet on it, but it's not just sports here. Uh, You'll be able to bet, I would imagine, on. Political elections, you'll be able to bet on the outcome of that. Uh, You look at some of these fun prop bets that we often talk about, the offshore books have on uh, President Donald Trump, whether he'll be reelected or whether there'll be uh, a case of him being thrown out of office. These random things that pop up, you can bet on all that stuff. So it's not just sports, but the driving force behind this is sports. With this Supreme Court ruling... The floodgates will be open. They're not quite open yet, Uh, but if you've made money or you've heard stories about people that have made a ton of money uh, on weed, right? They've cashed in on weed. I I, I know a guy that used to play in the NBA, uh, and he's made more in the weed business since he left the NBA than he did. And he had a 10-year career in the NBA as a part-bit player. Selling weed, he has made more uh, and he continues to make ridiculous money, even with all the, the regulations and all that. And there's a, there's more regulations coming from the government, uh, you know, state by state on weed. Uh, but he's, he's just made a killing. If you can find a way, and it's, it's not too late. It's, you know, the, 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 the stock price of the casino companies went through the roof with this ruling from the Supreme Court. But I'm telling you, if you invest your money, uh, if you, you can pick out the right stocks to invest in, uh, this is the time to do it. Uh, the, the seedy underworld of sports wagering is now mainstream. It's always kind of been mainstream anyway. Uh, it's not great news for the offshore books. See, the offshore books will be limited to people that live in uh, places where there won't be sports gambling legalized. Uh, state by state, I would think Utah. You, like, if you live in Utah, you're probably screwed on this. I don't think your politicians will vote yes on this, considering how Orrin Hatch, I know he's leaving office there, but considering what he's already said. I think you're screwed. A lot of the Bible Belt. It's interesting, though, with the Bible Belt because a lot of the Bible Belt love college football. And so you have this weird dichotomy where you don't want to gamble because that's a sin – but you would like to bet on I don't know Roll Tide, uh, so you've got this weird thing. Like, do you which wins? Do you go with the I don't want to gamble because it's against the you know, the moral code, or hey, there's nothing wrong with laying the 45 in Alabama against some directional school I've never heard of. That's okay. God would approve of that. I I, I don't know which one will win out. I'm not sure. I mean that that we'll find out. We'll find out in the next couple of years. Uh, but it's going to be fascinating, right? We're talking about a gold rush for sports leagues, for those that are, are shrewd investors that get in on this, the gambling industry. I was talking to friends of mine in the radio business about this. This is also going to affect us. We, we're in the advertising business. These companies are going to advertise. These, these uh, operations are going to try to get people to, to sign up uh, and, and bet, and they're going to spend money on advertising and radio shows like this, TV shows. It's going to trickle down all over. It is wonderful. And as for those wet blankets who are like, oh, degenerate gamblers, you can be addicted to anything, anything in the effing world. I almost said a word I'm not supposed to say. All right. You can be addicted to potato chips and be 900 pounds. Okay? Potato chips. Are you going to make potato chips illegal? Because some guy can't stop eating potato chips and keeps eating potato chips. Anything. Anything. In anything is fine in moderation, and anything is bad for you if you go off the rails. It doesn't matter whether it's gambling or anything else. And I like adults to make their own decision. I don't like government to decide what you can and cannot do. So I, I see these these people trying to be the the the, the devil's advocate. I mean, screw you! Shut up! All right. Uh, the second thing here. Uh, reports of the demise of Vegas. I, I love Vegas. I have a lot of friends that live in Vegas. Have, we have listeners that run sports books in Vegas. That is being greatly exaggerated. There have been a lot of stories that have popped up over the last uh, day or so that have said, "Well, this is going to kill. This is going to kill Vegas." You know, that's the sports wagering mecca. People go there in part to bet on sports. This is complete, not completely wrong, but it's like ninety-eight percent wrong. If you remember a couple months ago, we gave you the the take the casino gets, the the revenue streams of the casino. And they make a gazillion times more from things like blackjack, craps, roulette, baccarat. I don't even know what that is. Uh, they make a ton of money on that. Uh, and the, the last available data, or data, as the Knicks coast likes to say, on sports betting, they brought in... $10.6 million in profit in, I think that was in the month of, I want to say March. Uh, I think it was in March. $10.6 million in profit. Maybe it was in February. The penny slots are the gold standard. In that same period of time where sports betting brought in $10.6 million in the state of Nevada, legalized sports wa- wa- wagering, the penny slots brought in $259.1 million. All right. That is called... Cashing in a penny at a time, or going bankrupt a penny at a time. If you happen to be the the person playing the penny slots, of course, if you've ever pe- if you've ever played the penny slots, you don't ever bet a penny. You never actually bet a penny. It's one of the great scams they have in gambling, because you're like, oh no, I want to play every line. I want to play five pennies a line, and then before you know, you're not, penny- you're not betting a penny. You're betting you know, you're betting twenty five cents a hand or whatever. It adds up before you know it. Uh, anyway, and, and so nationally sports wagering, this is the new frontier. Right, it is, I'm telling you, I keep going back to that term, cash cow. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I, I I wish I had some other adjectives to say instead of that. Uh, you're talking about raising revenue. Do I trust politicians and bureaucracies to run sports gambling? No, but I trust them more than the seedy neighborhood bookie who's going to come attack me and break my knees if I don't have enough money. I, I trust that guy more. Uh, The the government more, I guess, because you'll have to go bankrupt. But if if you want to look at some investments here, who's going to really cash in? My friends who work in this profession, the people I know that claim to be associates, not really associates, but they listen to the show and they correspond with me, uh, they tell me that this is going to be a boom for Nevada. The reason it's not going to be bad for Las Vegas is because the gambling houses, most of them based in Las Vegas, will be brought in to build out the infrastructure of sports gambling in all these other states. You're talking about the Las Vegas Sands Group, uh, which is uh, massive. I think they're the number one casino operation in the world. The MGM Resort Company, Caesars Entertainment. Uh, The British bookmaker, William Hill, which is already all over Nevada. They've got books all over the place. Of course, their scam is they'll just like open up a... uh, what do you call it, like uh, in the corner of a casino, they'll put like an ATM machine and you can put bets in it. Like that's that's the William Hill sportsbook deal. That's what they've got in a lot of places. Uh, now the final word on this, and I want to get some reactions. There's one thing I know about you as a listener to the show. Based on years and years of, of research, you like to wage. So I think we'll have some good conversation on this. The final thing, though, over the next two to five years, we are hearing that, 25 plus states so more than half of the 50 United States uh, will have sports wager what about other what about Puerto Rico what, what about what about uh, you know Washington DC what about that it is going to be a battle royale from a marketing standpoint and if you've ever taken marketing beginning marketing marketing for idiots the secret of success in marketing is to get into the mind first. How do you get into the mind? First, you have to spend advertising dollars. You have to buy radio commercials. You have to buy TV commercials, internet commercials, to get people to learn about the gambling operations. So there is going to be a massive amount of venture capital that is raised and is thrown out there uh, for this over the next couple of years, and uh, I, I am looking forward to it. We had a great time with FanDuel and DraftKings, and they still advertise somewhat But there was about a year every other commercial was FanDuel or DraftKings. We went from FanDuel to DraftKings, and we went back. And and it's because they had raised a bunch of venture capital, and they had spent it all on mostly radio advertising. Thank you very much. Uh, And and they did pretty well. They made a lot of money. They're still around. They're still viable and all that. Uh, The other thing that's in play here, and we'll we'll kind of put the brakes on this for now. We'll continue throughout the hour. But what happens now is is the NBA and Major League Baseball, they're like, hey, we're greedy. We're greedy bastards, and we want to get a 1% cut of all the action. They want to take 1% for doing nothing. Uh, We will discuss that coming up here uh, a little bit later. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. I want to get your take on this. If you you have something to say about it, uh, if you're passionate, if not, then we don't really need you. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. That's the number, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. There's a guy that I interviewed. I was doing a, a local show, actually. I was filling in in Portland, Oregon. Uh, like, was it last year? I don't know. It was a while ago. And I interviewed this guy, Daniel Wallach. Maybe it was two years ago. Uh, this guy, Daniel Wallach, who's a, a big legal mind. He's a big uh, attorney in the gaming industry. And we talked about this. We did like a deep dive, and he had this all line. This has been in the works for years, and everyone was in agreement that this was this is how it's going to happen. That it's this is this is the timeline. That it was sometime in 2018, and here we are. Uh, let's say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Break the Bookie Garcia. Now, Ben, when marijuana
5: was legalized in California, yeah. Coop was very. Excited I, I, I never it. asked Coop how this changed his habits, uh, his enjoyment of the weed. The uh, weed. Maybe it didn't affect him at all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking with you as a gambler. Yeah. How much will this affect you, and 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 will you do anything special once it's well, legal in it'll, California? It'll make it easier.
2: Like, you know, make it easy. Like, I'm still, I, I pick my spot. I think the key is you got to pick your spots. You can't, if you have an everyday habit, it's like anything. You know, you can do heroin once a week, but you can't do it seven times a week. That's what Weedman Hippie told me when he used to listen to the show. Shouldn't do it once a week. That's a, probably probably better advice from you, uh, Koopa Loop. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. but, I take Adderall. Yeah. Oh, Adderall is the way to go. You can play defensive back for the Seahawks. I know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but no, I, I will. You know, I will have the app or whatever it is. But California, I'm, I'm here in California. It's gonna be like five years away. Why does it take five years? This should be done by the five end years. of yeah. Like it's gonna be five years. Before, they're gonna go. They're gonna have all these regulations. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to have meetings and blue ribbon panels and all this. It's gonna suck. New Jersey, it's like today. It's like hey, let's start betting. Come on.
8: It's ridiculous. For the record, Eddie. Yeah. It's just made it more expensive.
5: Oh,
2: yep. So not a good thing. Are you going to gamble, Eddie? You're not a gambler, no. but are you going? You're not going to bet. You're not going to bet on a Steeler game if you think you got a sure thing. Very doubtful. Come on, you would. There's no such thing as a sure thing. Yeah, there is. No, there is. I know. I, I know. Sure thing. Yes, I do. I've, I give them out all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's so like you, our all-in thing, and we're so good at that. So here's the here's the math on this. Now, in the next two years. Uh, The next two years, Montana, Colorado, Mississippi, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts are expected to have sports wager within the next two years. Uh, New Jersey is like they were the ones that started this whole thing. Within the next five years, It is expected that Washington State, Idaho, California, Arizona, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, uh, Illinois, North Dakota will have. And there's a few other. Iowa is in here. I don't know if I mentioned that. Might be easier to list the ones who will not have. (laughs) Well, the ones that, what, Utah? You want to go through that list? Uh, Now, there's unknowns on this, and the unknowns are like Utah, Oregon, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Florida. the whole Florida? Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do it in Florida. They do everything else. Yeah. Uh, but I have a, a list of the expectation and a lot of the Bible, but we were mentioning the Bible. Arkansas's not on here. I don't see Tennessee on here. I don't see Alabama. I don't see Georgia or South Carolina. So that's a, that's a big advantage in the Southeastern Conference to uh, Louisiana State because Louisiana's on here. And then Mississippi. So I just read off. I feel like a politician reading off. You know, reading off states. We're gonna go here. We're gonna go to Michigan. We're gonna go to Minnesota. We're gonna go to Indiana. We're gonna go to Ohio, and we're gonna win. No, uh, that was a little more composed than Howard Dean back in the oh, day. It's a good reference, Howard Dean. You remember? <laughs> Whatever happened to good old Howard Dean? Quite work out. He's still around, though. He's still doing something. These politicians are snakes. They never, they never leave. Right? They're always hanging out.
5: Well, we know he's not wearing a Utah Jazz
2: jersey at uh, at a basketball game. Like, not hanging out our, with our Mitt's, Mitt. Mitt's running for office, right? So yeah! He is. Yeah, that's why he's doing all that. Isn't that the? Isn't that? I why? thought he got out of the business. No, he's uh, he's running for. That's why he's back in Utah. He's he's got he's back. He's back in the game, man. Hmm. Ah! Isn't he? Is he trying to replace Orrin Hatch? Is that who he's trying to replace? Because Orrin Hatch is retiring. Don't you know your scorecard on politicians?
5: Clearly, clearly, clearly
2: not. Yeah, Romney for Eddie. Yeah, he's running for uh, political office in the uh, in Utah. So I think he's trying to go to, back to Washington. I don't know all the details. I'm not a political guy. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. If you'd like to be part, eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We'll get to all that. We have a urination situation. We'll get to that next. Research has shown you
5: get even more out of the Ben Mallor Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1's message, The Voices in the Night. And follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Mallor Show. His first name is Danny. His last name's a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio.
7: The head is good. But the hump is thick.
5: <laughs> and I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: All right, to the phones we go. And let's say hello to Kent, who's in Texas on Fox Sports Radio. We've been talking a lot about this big news here, sports wagering. Going to be a state's rights issue. The Supreme Court has ruled. Uh, you can expect some, uh, some politicians with a stick up their us to fight this, but we believe that the people will win and the bets will go on. Hello, Kent in Texas.
4: Hey, what's up, buddy?
2: What's going on, Kent?
4: Oh, not much. It's working.
2: Yeah. All right, thanks for calling, Kent. It's an honor to speak to you. I'm so glad that you called. Thank you. All right, uh, let's go to Angry Bill. Hello, Angry Bill.
3: He knocked me dead.
2: All right, thank you for calling. Uh, another good round of phone calls. I'm so happy we took all those phone calls. The callers on this show get better and better. They don't get worse. They get better and better. <laughs> One more bad call, you know what happens. That's it. Kaboom, kaboom, boom, 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 boom. Uh, we are going to play Mallers Mountain of Money. We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. If you would like to play Mallers Mountain of Money, You can give us a call. You know the number. How about if you know the number, you can call. If you know the number, you are more than welcome to call. We'd love to have you, which is kind of a lie. We take you now to Pittsburgh, PA, where the Pirates play baseball. And they have a pitcher who's pondering how he can pitch, but he injured his middle finger. He's got a cut on his middle finger. Did you see this story? I did. Uh, this uh, This is quite the tale here. A pitcher named Jamison Tyone, and he's, he's desperately trying to fix this injury. He wants to pitch. He really wants to pitch. He said, if it helps, this is a quote, I'll put a sign-up sheet and everyone can come and pee on the finger. That's what he said. So here's the question. All right, what's more bizarre? The guy that wants people to pee on his finger or the, the people that sign up on the sign-up sheet to do it? Which people are more bizarre there? That's a tough one. Well, his heart's in the right place. Uh, he
5: wants to Would you, Eddie, he wants would you to be do out this? there to perform. You're a
2: Pirates fan. Would you, know. If you said, Eddie, I need your help, I need your urine, would you do it, Eddie?
5: Now, if I could have 100% definitive proof that this would actually heal him you would do it?
2: I would do it. Does it matter if you're... Like, some people have different urine, right? Not all the urine's the same. Not all... Right? You know what I mean? Because it depends on what you Coop's eat. I think
5: urine is much different than... Our, than
2: well, our it's... Urine. The, it's the, the urine is just the trash, right? It's the, uh, the stuff your body doesn't need anymore in a liquid context. So, But if you eat a lot of sugary foods your urine's going to be different than my urine, you know, or something, you know, you, you know what I mean? It's not all, not all yeah, urine's the you, same. if you I, drink a lot of water, it's yeah. more diluted. You drink a lot of whiskey <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's, it
7: depends on what you drink. Was it Manny Pacquiao back in the day who we saw in the 24-7? No, no, who, no,
2: Marquez. Oh, it was
7: Marquez yeah. who drank his own, uh, yeah.
2: Well, the famous, yeah, oh. well, the famous story, well, Doc Mike who calls everyone so. Don't oh, you want to ask Doc yeah, about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Doc has done that, yeah. Oh, no, For years, Doc Mike. Doc Mike, one of my regular P1 calls, for years oh. has had his own urine uh, for like fifteen years.
4: We're he's coming up with bloody goat beer, the beer for losers.
2: He's convinced yeah. that he's going to live forever because of uh, urination. Uh, he's not. Well, the famous one was Moises Alou, Jorge Posada, all the guys in baseball that don't wear batting gloves. They have to urinate. You know, they use that as a uh, way to uh, make their skin more rhino-like. Who is that, Shirley? Apparently, really good for your skin, Eddie. So, if it worked for Jorge Posada back in the day, then why not a little, uh, you know, yellow juice, shall we say, for uh, for you right now? How about that?
5: Yeah, I, I like I said, I, yeah. I I I think his heart's in the right place. You know, I, I appreciate yeah. the guy who wants to get on the field and perform, yeah. help his team out, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's a good idea to announce that you uh, want to do I
2: that. I think it's a great idea. See, this is where we're different. I think it's a great idea. And, and he actually tried to walk back from it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, really? You see? Huh. Yeah, he tried what to walk surprise. back from it on Twitter a little bit. And I try, I attempted to talk him down from that. He said that he, was, he jokingly said, if peeing on the hand uh, gets me on the field, uh, then he would do it, et cetera. You know, something like that. I said any publicity... Is good publicity. This guy yeah, is I a this guy that. is a no name. No one on God's. I love baseball. I've never heard of Jamison Tyone. I, I know because I'm a Pirates uh, fan. No, you're barely a Pirates fan. You don't watch the Pirates. But nobody knows outside of uh, the hardcore baseball wonk knows who this guy is, this is his chance at fame. He can be the, uh, the pee-pee guy. He can be the urine guy. I think this is wonderful. I think he should Why don't you do it. it? You could be the radio pee-pee guy. If it would get me more money, I would do it. I would absolutely do Well, it. it's going to get you more publicity. You that can, could lead to if more if money. I think you should do this. All right. Uh, look at the time. All right. Uh, the Ben Malmuth <laughs> Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And uh, right now, a man who said on the air that he would give his urine <laughs> to a Pirates pitcher if it would help him out. Have to Eddie have to Garcia with the latest. Yeah. NBA playoffs,
5: Game 1, Western Conference Finals. The Warriors outscore the Rockets 63-50 in the second half en route to a 119-106 win in Houston. Golden State was led by Kevin Durant, who had 37 points. Clay Thompson added 28 points in the win. For Houston in the loss, James Harden did have 41 points. Chris Paul, 23 points, but not enough. Golden State grabs the 1-0 series lead. NHL playoffs, Game 2 Western Conference Finals. Golden Knights beat the Jets in Winnipeg 3-1. Jonathan Marchessault had two goals. Goalie Marc-Andre Fleury had 30 saves for Vegas as they even up the series at a game apiece. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down a long-standing federal law banning sports gambling. The decision now allows individual states to determine whether they'll allow legal sports betting or not. This report brought to you by True Car Online. Car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, we're talking about gambling. We're talking about wagers. Well, Browns head coach Hugh Jackson lost a bet. He had vowed his team would... Improve on their one and fifteen record from twenty sixteen, they did not going zero sixteen in two thousand seventeen. So he will in fact jump into Lake Erie on June the first. Hugh Jackson will be paying off his bet. Now someone,
2: oh, that was the Cuyahoga that they lit on fire, right? Wasn't it the Cuyahoga? Was it the Cuyahoga? I believe that, that, is, I believe that
5: is accurate. Yes. Right.
2: Can you light Lake Erie on fire? Will anyone attempt that when the Browns coach is in the water? They might. They, it's possible they try to light that bad boy on fire. You know why he's doing that. You know, I'll tell you why he's doing it. Right, he's doing it because that'll be part of Hard Knocks. Right, but that'll be like the open of Hard Knocks. Will be Hugh Jackson jumping uh, into the lake. Right, he said he's waiting because of his heart condition. Is that what you said? Is that, uh, I read that. But no, I did not read that. No, <laughs> he's got a heart condition. If you coach the Cleveland Browns, you yeah. have a heart condition uh, too. Absolutely. Uh, it Says doctors wanted the Browns coach to wait until June to ensure the waters of Lake Erie will be warm enough. Can you drop dead if the water's cold enough? Will you just have a heart attack and that's it? Check out, game over, exit stage right?
5: Well, the, if the doctors are warning him this might be a bad idea, then
2: uh, yeah, okay. obviously there's some sort of danger. says the, the event will take place at a private location will only be attended by club employees. Oh, hmm. they ought to make this a public event. Well, that's the only reason to do it. Yeah who's Who's Hugh Jackson? He's the Browns coach. That's barely an NFL coach. He should have – this would be a great opportunity for the Browns to give back to the community. They should open this up. You'd have people all over, all over the, the lake there. Be great. Oh, June 1st, uh, and and the coach says he's going to donate $100 to the Hugh Jackson – uh, foundation for every brown employee that joins him in the jump. We'll do it for every fan. You'll go bankrupt. You'll have nothing left. All of your money will go to charity. All of it. Uh, let's go to Mark, who's in Southern California. I think I remember Mark. Hello, Mark.
9: Hey, what's up, Ben Miller? How you doing, man? Hey, I love, love, yeah, love you,
2: too, man. Love you. Yeah. Hey, what's
6: up, Danny G? Look, I love Danny G. I'm going to be your next big-time caller. I'm going to be calling you every day from now. So, you
2: you remember me? Oh, I can't. Well, you you, have, you sound like every other caller, so I won't remember you. Oh at all. Nah, no, no, nah. don't
6: even worry about that. Yeah. I'm a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit like nervous right now because it's my first time calling. But don't worry, the more times I call, I will get better
2: yeah. and better. All right. Well, thank you. It's an honor to speak to you. I'm going to hang up on you now because you're boring me. All right. Thank you. Uh, Blind Scott is in Boston. Hello, Blind Scott.
9: Oh yeah, that was definitely Pittsburgh, Pete. Hey, you know that uh, thing about him? That thing about him jumping in the water. Um, that could give them a heart attack. I had this idea where I was going to get a foghorn to move traffic off the sidewalk, but I was worried that could scare someone enough to give them a heart attack, you know? Well,
2: hey. I, well I actually have a story, Blind Scott, about that. Years ago when I was doing local radio, uh, we we were promoting a day spa. We were trying to get guys to go to a day spa and get a massage, and shockingly, many guys weren't interested in that. They didn't want to go to a day spa, So on a Saturday afternoon with our sales guy at that time named Bob Scott, we set up a card table on Ventura Boulevard, this packed street here in the San Fernando Valley, and I got on like a carnival barker. I got on the PA, and we had a line of people coming in to get massages. We had to end it, though, because I caused an accident because somebody got distracted and rear-ended a car in front of me. So it did happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: Yeah, yeah. nobody knows how to drive with stuff like that. You, you know, I talked to Doc Mike once about drinking my own urine and eating my own feces, you know? Yeah. I can never, ever forget that conversation. Uh, quite I, quite the I,
2: conversation, I, yeah.
9: Yeah, I yeah. still think he was messing with me. Hey, I was listening to the Red Sox earlier. Baseball's pretty messed up. They, they're like the only people listening. The average listening age is 58. I don't know what they do to bring more listeners in. Nobody even talks about it on the radio anymore, you know? What are it's, you talking about?
2: It's it's not you know. Baseball goes on all year. We we pick our spots. It's
9: basketball's playoffs right now. Blind sky. I've, t- I've been asked to somebody asked me to go to the athletics games. I didn't even want to go. You know, I love baseball too. It's just we got to get some hot broads in there. You know, like in their twenties, <laughs> involved in the media. You know, uh, what I'm telling you is. These old dudes doing baseball—that doesn't yeah, attract I, anybody.
2: I hot, hot they need hot women to do baseball. You know
9: I the agree. only reason I, I, why I got to so go, go, go. Oh, go, I got to go. I was going to tell you the only reason why you're good at what you do is because you've been doing it forever. You know we got to get more people in the business. You know
2: I agree. We need more people. Yes, I am all for it. I'm not against that. Right, we're gonna play Mallers Mountain of Money. We're gonna have Gino in Rochester. Hello, Gino. What's going on, Big Ben? Now, is that the Minnesota, Rochester, or the old Rochester, New York? Rochester, New York. Rochester, the original Rochester. All right, hold on. And what do you do, Gino, for a living? I deliver newspapers. All right, uh, hold on, Gino. And Josh in Minnesota. Josh, what do you do for a living, Josh? I
9: work at a casino. Oh,
2: cool. Okay. Uh, Hold on a second. Gino, who do you want to partner up with, Gino, just so we have that uh, straightened out? I'm going to partner up with my good old Bronco buddy, Koopaloop. All right, Koopaloop there, and you, Gino, and Josh. Who do you want to partner up with, Josh? I'll
9: partner up with
2: you, Ben. All right, good job by you, Josh. We're going to win Mallers Mountain of Money. We'll get to that. We'll do it. It's the George Lucas edition. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben
5: Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You could submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: All right, let's get to the game. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Mallers Mountain of Money, the George Lucas edition. The George- now, <laughs> Mallers
7: Mountain of Money.
1: Good Lord, that's a lot of money.
7: Do you have what it takes to get
2: to the top? Probably not. All right, so no small talk. Let's get right to the game. The teams are uh, Gino and Coop. That's a losing team. I put an L right next to their name. The team with the, hmm. the W is Josh, the casino guy. And me, Ben Uh, Gino's the newspaper guy All
7: right, gentlemen Eddie's gonna keep score And it is the George Lucas edition Because it was his 74th birthday yesterday Wow Happy birthday 74? Yeah Damn Crazy Hailing from Modesto, California Category 1, American Graffiti Category 2, Star Wars, A New Hope Category 3, Raiders of the Lost Ark Or Category 4, The Land Before Time Gino, you're on the line first You get to choose first
2: Land before time. Land before time. All right. All right. Uh, okay. And uh, what do you want there, Josh?
0: Uh, we'll go American Graffiti.
7: All right. Nice. Okay. And Gino, since you are up first, you get to go first with Coop. Forty-five seconds going to be on the clock for the Land Before Time. These athletes are all considered dinosaurs in their sport. Okay. Going to put we're going to put forty-five seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Go. Quarterback of the Patriots.
8: Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, the German on the Dallas Mavericks. Justin <laughs> Litsky. <laughs> yes. Uh, this guy, he's like one of the best dunk contests ever, was a Toronto Raptor forever. Vince Carter. Yes. Uh, this guy got 3,000 hits last year. He just retired uh, on the Seattle Mariners from Japan. Um, Ichiro. What's his last name? Suzuki. Yes. Uh, the kicker for the Patriots, he won Tom Brady like three of his Super Bowls. But now he's on the uh, calls. Ah, uh, pass. We'll pass. All right. A uh, third baseman for the Texas Rangers. He's really old, but he's like still one of the best third. Beltran, Adrian Beltran. Yes. Uh, this guy's a closer for the Twins now. He always shoots an oh. arrow. Oh. oh,
2: tough blow for Cooper
7: Ran was, out of time before you could get to Fernando Rodney uh, he would and not have gotten Fernando. We would have gotten Fernando. Adam Rodney. Vinatieri, the former kicker of the Patriots. One
2: hundred and eighty points for Gino and Oh, uh, This is very doable here, Josh. Let's show them how it's done. Yes. Yep. Okay,
7: Josh, American Graffiti. These athletes were all huge stars coming out of high school. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. Ben, are you ready? Let's do it. Go.
2: All right, he's the star of the Cavaliers, number 23. LeBron James. Correct. Uh, Scored 100 points in an NBA game. Will Chamberlain? Yes, correct. All-time leading NFL rusher from the Dallas Cowboys. Re- Smith. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, current Celtics GM, played at BYU back in the 80s as shooting guard number 44. Larry Bird? No, a shooting guard, white guy, Celtics GM, pass. Uh, the, oh, pass, yeah. Uh, you know it? Say it. Uh, no, th- pass. The Skyhook, NBA all-time leading scorer.
4: Uh, Kim Olajuwon?
2: No, the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, 1980s Rocket star out of Virginia. All right, we'll move on. Oh, uh, boy. Basketball's Bra- bad. Browns' number one pick out of Kentucky, not a sofa, mm. but uh, oh. Tim Couch. <laughs> late oh, there, a little late. Late, yeah. yeah. You don't know who you don't know who Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. Yeah, but I knew it. I mean, I yeah. looking
9: right. for no, Lou Alcindor
7: there, a and one. Ralph Sampson, one. and Danny Ainge. Was the Caucasian. Uh, it's that, only
2: 60 points for uh, Josh
5: right.
9: and Ben.
2: Uh, Josh, you let me all down right.
7: that, That's so, all right.
2: Josh. That's all right, tough, Josh. It's a tough hole to climb out of. Uh, it's hard to know who uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is. Josh. Yes, all <laughs> right.
7: All right, Josh. Got to make a comeback here. Category 2, Star Wars A New Hope, or 3, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Let's
6: go Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. All right.
7: 45 seconds on the clock. These athletes ventured into enemy territory.
2: All right, yeah. Ben, need 120 re- to tie. All right, here, let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. Show him how it's done, Josh. Here we go. Go. All right, uh, quarterback for the Packers in the 1990s, early 2000s. That's uh, right. Yes, correct. Uh, n- Nicknamed Rocket, pitcher for the Red Sox and Yankees in the 80s and 90s into the 2000s. Uh, Roger Clemens. Correct. Uh, I love my quarterback. Receiver, he <laughs> cried like a baby uh, in the NFL uh. Hall of Famer. Oh my God! All right, pass. Uh, NBA player dated a Kardashian, did coke, almost died in a whorehouse. Yes, yeah. accurate. Uh, white guy, defensive player for the Vikings, defensive end, played with the Minnesota Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs, bunch of other players out of uh, Idaho State. Heath Millard? No. Uh, pass the the uh, the Bulldog uh, for the Dodgers, in the 1988 World Series Cy Young winner. No idea. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Well, no one, no one knows who Oral Hershizer is. He didn't do anything. And uh, I mean, Terrell Owens. Um, these are people not to know. I, I don't agree. know why you couldn't come up with Terrell Owens. Yeah, yeah.
5: that was seventy points, uh, and that is one hundred and thirty, and that is fifty points uh, behind uh, yeah. Do we have time
8: Gino. to try and try and sweep a category, no, Gino? No, you do, you don't do don't have we time. want to do that? No, I so mean, we
2: do not have time. It's uh, it's Good over. Job, i'm bring up on myself? All right, yeah, do the proper thing, Josh. <laughs> Hang up on yourself in shame. We have a nice parting gift. We'll give you a lifetime supply of nothing. Uh, Gino, you are the winner.
7: Congrats, Gino.
2: Josh was from Minnesota and didn't know Jared Allen. Yeah, I don't know. Really, I mean, Jared Allen, he hasn't played in a couple of years. He hasn't, he hasn't played with the you know, Vikings in like Keith five Malard years. years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Where did that
7: go? <laughs> hey, Gino, you got a golden ticket.
2: Congratulations, Gino. You get yourself a golden ticket. Yeah. Well, Kareem Abdul, but most people don't know who that is. You know, that's okay. And Danny Ainge, the GM of the Celtics. He once sat atop the mountain of the NFL, and now he's got dirty, dirty hands. Welcome in, the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you bought the hype, if you bought the build-up, the lead-up by the NBA mainstream media, you were convinced that the Rockets were a legitimate, competent foe for the Golden State Warriors, and in Game One, that was not the case. The Rockets uh, exit stage right, and if they're tail between their legs, a uh, easy win for the Golden State Warriors. It was close for a half, and then in the third quarter, Golden State pulled away, so they win. They get up one game to love, and they get home court advantage back. And is this a rollover and die situation for the Rockets? Are they going to pull a Toronto Raptor? We will find out in Game 2 of that series on Wednesday night. Now, moving on from that, I want to pivot away from the NBA. And I realize there's a game coming up tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, But we're going to sandwich a little basketball with this. A trial was set to begin in Hackensack, New Jersey. It was going to begin this week accusing Eli Manning of memorabilia fraud. And it had worked its way through the legal system uh, for several years, and this was going to go to trial. Uh, And you might not have heard much about it. We've talked about it a little bit over a handful of years here. And it didn't get too much media attention, but this was supposed to be the week. Jury selection was actually pushed back on Monday. It was going to be this week, and then it was pushed back a week because of the death uh, in the family of one of the, the key attorneys in this particular case. So they pushed back the actual start of the trial. And then a bombshell announcement came down Monday evening, the announcement was that Elijah Manning, a man who had stood in front of microphones and sworn up and down that he did nothing illicit here, uh, he, along with a gaggle of lawyers, have agreed to a settlement. They've given up. The white flag is up uh, from Elijah Manning And so I wanted to to talk about this. Now, the three plaintiffs had accused Eli Manning of some pretty serious stuff. Some pretty serious stuff. They they brought uh, they they had had mentioned a, a number of things, but the key part of this is the allegation of fraudulent sports memorabilia, helmets that Eli Manning passed off to Steiner Sports, which has a contract with Manning to provide game-used equipment, and they claim they would provide evidence that would prove Eli Manning and the Giants' equipment staff had been defrauding hardworking men and women, collectors of sports memorabilia for years, a rich, fat cat taking advantage of the little guy, And in court filings, Eli Manning and the team, they had denied all of these allegations. Eli Manning had made some public statements as well about this. We'll play that in a minute. But the allegations that were out there were pushed back upon by Manning and his legal representation. They claimed that the people raising these allegations, the lead plaintiff, was a scam artist. Right? And he was the bad guy. That Eli Manning wasn't the bad guy. He was the bad guy. And let's go back in the hot tub time machine. This is in mid-April. We're in mid-April at the New York Giant facility. And listen to this weasel, Elijah Manning, who's trying to clear his name. Listen to what he said then, and then you know the context of what happened now.
4: I would like to address what's been going on in the news the past couple of days. However, because this is a pending litigation, I will not be able to answer questions or go into specific details on the matter. I will say that I've never done what I've been accused of doing. I have no reason, nor have I ever had any reason to do anything of that nature. I've done nothing wrong and I have nothing to hide. And I know that when this is all done, everybody will see it the same way. But again, I can't answer any questions, but if you have anything about the upcoming season, I won't answer those. Are you angry to be portrayed this way? Definitely. Um, you know, uh, it's one thing to write about my football or my play when you're attacking my integrity. Uh, definitely makes me angry. When they talk about integrity, do you take that personally, Yvonne? No, 100%. You know, this is, I've, I think um, you know my track record of how I've handled myself uh, since I've been here in New York since 2004 speaks for itself. I've tried to do everything with class and, and be a stand-up citizen, and, and that's that's what I have done. And, and uh, yeah, that's being attacked right now.
2: The only thing honest in that soundbite was the plane flying over that was landing at LaGuardia. That was the only thing that was honest in that particular soundbite. Uh, so he again, the highlight was he has nothing to hide. Have you ever heard of anyone take a, uh, a a secret confidential agreement, settle out of court if they have nothing to hide? Go! Has that ever happened in the history of the effing world? Guilty. Guilty. So, let's talk about it. The question is, what does this do to the now tainted legacy of Elijah Manning? My observations, phony. I'll talk about integrity and the family business. All of those things. We'll fasten them together. Now, to begin with, the the old saying that you learned when you were a kid, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, So much for the squeaky clean image, right? Eli Manning, in this particular story, based on that soundbite and what appears to be an overwhelming amount of evidence that Points at Eli Manning's guilt in this particular case. He is not just a dirt bag; he's a gigantic dirt bag, is what Eli Manning is accused of cheating his biggest supporters. Right, caught red-handed. Otherwise, there would be no settlement. And the fact that he had the chutzpah to say that he has nothing to hide about a month before he agrees to a settlement. That shows you what kind of what dirty person this, this guy is. I mean, I mean my, my God, he was caught red-handed. Otherwise, he would not have done this. Now, how much did Manning and his representation pay? This is another part. This is how the, the Manning family does business, right? They committed an illegal act, and what do they do? They cover the tracks. They cover the tracks, Right? Uh, That'll never see the light of day. You know why? Because there's a confidentiality agreement. There's a a confidential agreement, so the dollar amount will not be released. Now, it's speculated that it's multiples of millions of dollars. There's millions and millions of dollars that was paid out by Eli Manning. And again, because of the confidentiality agreement, Eli can hide behind that. Uh, He is not only a phony The man is an insincere phony. This is a guy that's earned over $100 million. He's played in the NFL for over a decade. Pure arrogance to think that he could get away with this kind of shady activity. And Manning has involved himself in this this scheme. Why? Well, the story is because he wanted to keep these items, even though he had agreements uh, he had signed with his representation to give these game-used items off for auction. He had signed those agreements, and he was trying to renege on an agreement that he had signed. And he ends up taking advantage of vulnerable superfans, right? The the, the court of public opinion. Uh, This is not even up for debate. This is game, set, and match. No matter how many attorneys will try to tell you otherwise, that a confidentiality agreement does not mean guilt, uh, that, in the court of public opinion, the settlement of the people, by the people, and for the people is, if you agree to this kind of a deal, you are guilty. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. They write a check, and then you get back to business as usual. And you wonder what kind of dirty laundry Eli Manning and his legal team did not did not want to come out. Think about the little tidbits we have of some email correspondence. There was a guy at a dry cleaner in New Jersey that supposedly was involved in this little scam. Think about the other stuff that hasn't come out yet that would have seen the light of day in a courtroom, but now it does not. There had to be some juicy secrets that Eli Manning, it was worth millions of dollars to make sure those don't come out. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done this. Now, in addition... Roger Goodell, it's your move now, Mr. Commissioner. It is your move. You know what you have to do. You know what you got to do. The NFL, I'm sure they will conduct a very fair investigation into this very important legal matter. That's right, unless they don't. What should happen, you know, Roger Goodell likes to talk about integrity, right? Protecting the integrity of the NFL and the NFL has a very important stake in the memorabilia market. Now, I worked in that business a little bit when I was younger, before I got into you know radio and all that. I, It's a very dirty business. I'm not going to sit here and say there's not a bunch of scumbags that are in the memorabilia business. But the people that buy this stuff, they generally are not the scumbags. They're not, right? There's The middlemen are the scumbags. But it sounds like Eli Manning was out scumbagging the scumbags in this particular case in the memorabilia market. This is a terrible, terrible look for the business of football uh, when one of your headline stars in the biggest market in the sport is swindling fans. And and that's what he was doing. And that's what he was doing. The, the business of licensed, unsigned sports memorabilia, game used and whatnot. We've talked about this in the past. The last numbers we have, it's a $12 billion industry. Licensed, unsigned sports memorabilia with the the autograph market estimated at, it's about $1.5 billion. The NFL makes up 34% of autograph memorabilia sales. So that's a big chunk of money. That's roughly, when you add it all together, that's $4 billion dollars. If you take the $12 to $1.5 billion, it's about $4 billion of capital for football based on memorabilia and autographs. Eli Manning will be suspended. If the NFL does this right, Eli Manning should be suspended for the first four games of the 2018 season. And remember, the NFL does not need a guilty plea to suspend. The rules of engagement were changed. There does not need to be a guilty ruling. The fact that Eli Manning entered in to a confidentiality agreement, that alone is enough for him to miss the first four games of the 2018 season. So he should be out when the Giants open up with Jacksonville in New Jersey. Eli's going to miss that game. At Dallas, no Eli Manning. At Houston, no Eli Manning. And then at home in New Jersey with New Orleans, gone, 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 gone. Four games, 25% of the season, no Eli Manning. That's another part of your little confidentiality agreement, Eli. I hope you enjoy that. Remember, Tom Brady got 25% of the NFL season, and there was less on Tom Brady than there was on Eli Manning, right? The the NFL, they, they hired a team of investigators, and they got less – on Tom Brady than Eli Manning from some two-bit lawyer uh, who was going through some emails and whatnot. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. It's a fact. And and the last observation here, this continues the very dark legacy of the Manning family. This is standard operating procedure. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are practicing the family business. A lot of dirty tricks. Remember when Peyton Manning got into it with the trainer? Can I have a teabag? No, I don't want a teabag. Here's a teabag. Remember that when Peyton Manning was at Tennessee? Remember that? Yeah. His daddy stepped in, and the Manning family paid out an agreement to the trainer. A confidentiality agreement was signed. A confidential agreement between the Manning family and that trainer to not tell the story. Here we are all these years later. What is it? That was in the late 90s. What are we, 20 years later now? And they're doing the same exact thing. Now, I know it's listen. It's not with a trainer and my junk in the face and all that. It's not that. But it's shady activity, covering your tracks, paying money out. And I haven't even gotten to the Geyer Clinic and Charlie Sly and the cover-up from Performance Enhancing Drugs. I recommend the Dark Side documentary. It's still on YouTube. Abracadabra, a couple of years after having neck fusion surgery. Peyton Manning throws 55 touchdowns, and he happens to be doing some dirty business with a guy named Charlie Sly and some other people that were in that documentary and a former Chicago Cub catcher who was suspended by Major League Baseball for using performance enhancing drugs, comments in that same documentary. Dirty, 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 guilty, guilty, guilty. That's it. On to the next case. All right, it's the Ben Maller show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. I'm not sure that uh that Eli's gonna get suspended. He should this. get suspended. Well, now, that may a, be the case, there's but a, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence. That's why he paid millions of dollars to get out I'm of this. I'm not
5: arguing with that, I but the NFL cares about PR and their image and when it comes to sexual assault. And drug use, they feel that the fans care about that. I don't know that they think that a lot of fans really care about memorabilia. So
2: they don't fraud. care about fraud. Fans don't. Fans of football don't care don't about think, fraud. For, I don't think a
5: lot of fans are going to be calling sports talk radio all day to be outraged over what Eli Manning has done. I'm well, not that's saying it's right. that's right. a shame. I'm just saying I don't People think that's stupid. probably the People are stupid.
2: People are stupid if they feel that way. They should be marching in the streets. They should I don't no, think that's gonna happen. No justice, no peace. Eli should be suspended.
5: Well, clearly we know how you feel about this. You're you're no fan of the Mannings, as we know well, for a long time. They're
2: both dirty. Yeah. I don't know about Cooper Manning. I don't know anything about him, but I know the other two. Dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. That's what they are. <sighs> man, that felt good. I gotta man. Man, I feel good, You eh? alright? Yeah, I'm solid. Right. That was good. You I, were
5: saving that for the end of the oh, show, weren't you? Ah, oh, man.
2: I I, got no, I I'm like the Rockets after the first quarter. I got nothing left, and you know, that's it. You know, one quarter, I'm done. That's all. All right, He's uh, the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox 877-9966369. Mister Wonderful writes and he says the Giants are actually suing Eli now for fraud for impersonating an NFL quarterback the last three years. Very very funny, very funny. All right, later this hour for your dancing and dining pleasure. We will have Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite. Uh, Straight ahead, though, double it up. Double it up. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
5: We do things a little differently than those time a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show your public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: We'll double it up coming up momentarily. We'll get to that here, but to the phones we go, and let's see. Where shall we go? Let's say hello to Frank in San Antonio. What's going on, Frank?
9: Hey, Ben, I want to talk about the uh, playoffs, Houston and Golden State. Playoffs? Yeah, Houston, Houston. you can say they don't have a chance because um, they play like
6: nine-year-old girls.
2: Thank you, Frank. So you should have waited, see Frank. You, you, you're you premature on the phone call, because later this hour, we will have sight to bite. That's a bad job by you. Another doppelganger of Angry Bill, who for some reason keeps calling back. Uh, hello, Angry Bill.
9: Hi, Ben. How you doing? What happened before was my, my phone alarm went off just as you put me on? Unbelievable. That's, that's just a coincidence, Ben. But I, I don't play games with that. But I just want to give you a little update hey,
2: on hey, Bill, can you make it a little louder behind you? Can you make it a little louder behind you so we can completely walk, block out? I'm walking out in with... the
9: ring, man. I'm walking yeah. in the ring.
2: It sounds like a hurricane, is what it sounds like,
9: okay? Oh, yeah, it is. You ain't kidding. Yeah. It is bad here. Yeah. Just calm down. Now, <laughs> your, your buddy Eli, man, your buddy Kay, man, guess what? It's just like a sports event. At the end of the game.
2: It works. All right, I can't. I can't understand it. Right? Am I? Am I wrong? I can barely hear what he's saying. Get out of the rain and call back if you want to get out of the rain. Well, I'm not going to play that. Game. I'm not going to do that. All right, uh, serious Frank in Iowa. He's always, he's Oh, that's not. That's the wrong line. Let's go to here. Let's go to uh, Frank in Iowa. There you go. Let's punch the right line up. There we go. Hello, Frank.
6: Dan Maler, how are you doing?
2: Frank, you are the agenda guy. Is what you are. You know and I what? love that about you. You,
6: you, you. you brought up a you brought up a state, uh, uh, something earlier last hour that I know kind
9: of
2: a little bit about, about. when you mentioned something about urine,
6: you have four different types of
2: urine. You are oh urine. You're a urine you, how do you, how are you a urine expert?
6: Well, I've been through it. I've been through it a little bit, but okay. you have four different you have four different types of urine.
2: Yeah, we were talking for those that are just turning on the radio. So why were they talking about urine last hour? Uh, The reason we were is a Pirates pitcher has an injured finger, and he said that if it would help his finger, he would put a sign-up sheet in the Pirates locker room and have guys line up to uh, relieve the pressure on the finger with some nice urine. You can really cock it up.
6: Well, you have different types of urine. If you don't drink enough water, it smells real bad. If you drink, if you eat, if you eat a lot of sweet, it'll smell like syrup or your oh, that's candy. the
2: best kind. That's the most valuable urine is the uh, the sweet urine. <laughs> the sweet urine is the yeah. yeah.
6: Then you got medicated urine. And not the same when when you have a uh, when you're uh, drinking when you don't drink enough water <laughs> okay. and then it's normal.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. And what kind of so, ur- what which kind of urine do you have? Now
6: bounce it bounces around. Yeah, sometimes. Bounce around. Yeah, yeah.
2: I yeah. think I have but sweet, I wanna, sweet syrupy uh, urine is what I have. That's what I have. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but I want to ask you, what do you think about the NFC North issue? Who do you think is going to uh, come out on top?
2: Now, Jason, you, you know my my opinion. I love that you're – or Frank, rather. I love that you're, you're so passionate about this, Frank, that you call up and yeah. you, you have you know, this, I, you I, have I this agenda. You like you how, but how many different ways can you ask me this question? Like I, I feel like we're going through this. I, I feel what, okay, what, what, okay. Are the, what is the answer you're looking for, Frank? Like, what do you, what, want, what do want. you want me to say? What do okay, you, what you are do. you gunning for? I, I would pick the Vikings to win the okay. NFC North, but what do you want me to do, Frank? What, what answer will get you to talk about something other than this? I, I like that you were
6: okay, open well, up okay, to okay, the okay, urine okay, conversation. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's, okay, a good here, that's a baby here, step. a baby step. Who do you think going to win the NBA title? put it there. It's there. Oh, it my there.
2: God. I want to jump off the building. Are you serious with clearly, that? Clearly, clearly not
7: listening to the program.
2: All right, I got to go, Frank. You're annoying me. You're, you're everything that's wrong with sports radio is calls like
7: that. And your conversation with him about what kind of urine you think you have was very, That
2: was good. That was very disturbing. That was solid. That was disturbing. What kind of urine do you have? <laughs> four kinds of urine. I didn't know there were four kinds of urine. Did you know that? I had no idea. That's something new. I didn't, He have made that up. Not two, not three. Our urine expert is Eddie Garcia. He knows everything about the urinary tract. He's an expert on that. He's given many urine specimens over the over the years. <laughs> back when he was playing in the NFL, he had to give a lot, of, a lot of specimens back in the day. It is the Ben Mather Show. We'll have in a little bit. Sight to bite. Also, double it up. We'll get to that here straight ahead. And the word of the day, the word of the day. Uh, right now from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, Eddie Garcia is right here to give you the latest. Eddie. Let us
5: begin with Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals in the NBA playoffs, where the defending champion Warriors used a strong second half to pull away from the best team this regular season, the Houston Rockets' 119-106 Warriors win in Houston, thanks in part to Kevin Durant's 37 points and Clay Thompson's 28 points. As Golden State grabs the 1-0 seriously, James Harden did have 41 points for Houston, but not enough to get the win. NHL playoffs game 2 Western Conference Finals Golden Knights beat the Jets in Winnipeg 3 to 1. Jonathan Marchessault had two goals and Marc-Andre Fleury 30 saves in net for Vegas as they even up that series at 1-1. The US Supreme Court struck down a long-standing federal law banning sports gambling. The decision now allows individual states to determine whether they will allow sports betting in their states or not. This support is brought to you by TrueCar online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car if so a visit TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. Ben, don't want to ignore the night in baseball. A couple of games to note, Angels beat the Astros 2-1 to to move into first place in the AL West. Percentage points in front of Houston. NL West leading Diamondbacks lost their sixth game in a row, falling to the NL Central leading Brewers 7-2. to And the A's edge the Red Sox 6-5.
2: Boston is now a half game back of the Yankees for the AL East lead. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. We are emanating from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, double it up. Those are the words of Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Hey, whatever happened to that Mark Cuban scandal? Remember that story? That kind of went away, didn't it? That was like a two-day story, and that was it? Nothing Nothing came with it. That's odd. Anyway, Mark Cuban making the rounds. He was uh, on uh, CNBC, the business channel, and he talked about the pending Supreme Court decision, the ruling that came down on Monday, to strike down a federal ban on sports betting. And that is going to open the floodgates. We're off to the races. And it's going to become a state's rights issue. They estimate within five years, 25%, over 25% of the 50 states in the United States will have sports wagering. And Mark Cuban said that everyone who happens to be in ownership of a top four professional sports team just saw the value of their team double, at least. That's the, that's the estimate of Mark Cuban. Now, if he's right, if he's correct in that, the Dallas Mavericks, which are valued at $1.9 billion, are now going to be worth $3.8 billion. Now, if I owned an NBA team, I would also say that franchise values just doubled. That would be my response if I was asked about that. Uh, My response, if if, uh, Fox Business Channel interviewed me, I would say, well, the salaries of overnight talk show hosts are going to triple because of this news. Uh, That's what I would say. But Mark Cuban said double for franchise values. And if you do the math on this, the arithmetic works out. The average NFL franchise is worth $2.5 2.5 billion. So if Cuban's right and this is not just hyperbole, then that's a 5 billion dollar average in the NFL. It's not trigonometry. That's uh that's a lot of meatballs. That's a that's a 150 billion dollars in franchise value uh, for the well actually over 150 right there's 32 teams in the NFL, so that would be 160 billion dollars in franchise value of Cuban is right, and go down the list. Uh, the, the NBA, the average team's worth $1.6 billion. Major League Baseball, about the same, $1.64 billion. Uh, and the NHL is at $594. So that means the NHL would go over a billion. The average NHL team would be over a billion dollars. Now the word of the day, real quick, the word of the day here, I have a list in front of me of statements that were handed out after the Supreme Court ruling. These are reactions from politicians and sports leagues like the NCAA, uh, the people that run the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL. They all released statements. The one word which is in all of these statements, let's see if you can figure out which word is in every one of these statements. Eddie, do you want to take a guess? Play the the word of the day here, and I've got them all in front of me. I got the NBA spokesman, I've got the NFL spokesperson, <clears throat> I've got Major League Baseball's prepared statement. Yeah. This word is in every one of these statements about sports betting.
5: Well, it's something to do with integrity, or something that they want to let the fans know that you despite- already
2: said it, Eddie. That's the word, That's integrity. It? Integrity is the buzzword. That wow. is the word that is in every one of these statements. Statement from Major League Baseball. We will continue to support legislation that creates airtight coordination and partnerships between the state, the casino, the operators, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But our most important priority is protecting the integrity of our game. That's from baseball. You want the NBA here? We'll do the integrity. Uh, Let's see here. The NBA. uh, We also will work closely with our clubs to ensure that any state efforts that move forward in the meantime protect our fans and the integrity of our game. Said the NFL uh, spokes hack. Uh, some, I don't even know, or the NBA spokes hack, rather. Uh, I, got, I got a bunch of these in front of me. That was from the NFL, actually. Uh, and the, the NFL said essentially the same thing. The NFL said, uh, We protect the fans, the integrity of the game. The integrity of the game. That's the buzz term, which is another way of saying, Hey, we want a cut of the action. We want, we want a little piece, a little taste, a little piece of the action. It's what we want. So. 1% VIG. If the if the money's big enough, then you got integrity, right? That's integrity. That's a whole lot of integrity, whole lot of integrity. So, all right. So the, the Ben Maller show and Now, what do you want to do here, Danny? We got, we got some options. We got some options here.
7: Let's go ahead and uh, and get it started.
2: All right, let's get yeah. the game started. Here we go. Hit the hit the bumper music. There we go. It's time the imaging. Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites, you know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts, and you try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, way we go. It is Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. This is an audio mystery. You are Inspector Gadget. You are the investigator, and you have to solve the riddle.
3: Are you up for the challenge? This week, our soundbite is... It's always special. It's always special. Always special. It's always special. Who
2: is that voice? Do you recognize that voice? This is very exciting. The first time we play it, so awesome Uh, when we hear it for the first time. Your mind is trying to figure out who that is. Who's that mystery voice? It's someone from the world of sports. The last 7 to 10 days. last 7 to 10 days, their name has been in the sports lexicon. And now we use them and their sound on our show. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again.
3: It's always special.
2: All right. Will anyone get this right? Will anyone get this right? No, I will go first. I am on call. For jury duty for five days. So I have to be on call for five days, which means I have to wake up essentially in the middle of the night to check in to see if they have to call me into court uh, for that particular day. And uh, You can call me the foreman if you want. Call me the foreman if you want. Uh, I haven't been called in yet. I'm two days into my stay. And I haven't been calling, but I'm gonna go with number five. I think the fifth call. Well, you caller should go with number in.
7: two since you're two days in. No,
2: no, I'm I'm on call for five days. This is not that difficult, Danny. This is not that complex. Five days. Call it two for both. So ben. I'm gonna go with number five. Don't make this convoluted. Number five, Danny, Eddie Garcia. Well, I'm sure people already know this, but Ben likes to cheat at these games. I do not cheat at so these he, games. So he picks
5: five because you know guys games. can hear enough clues no, and he can no. kind of finagle things. No, no, so no, no, no. because I don't want Ben to solely benefit from is cheating i will I also go cheat.
2: with number five i've never been proven as a cheater now i do have proof oh, I've of people, never been proven you of it as you a a cheater. you and uh greg bergman who used to work here karen k in the past cheaters caught <laughs> them cheating that's yeah. completely bogus no it is not bogus
5: eddie, you're the only one no, eddie who has been seen to cheat you, by someone who doesn't work on this show
2: eddie greg bergman not the brightest light bulb on the block. Okay, I can't speak He was speak to feeding that. answers to Karen Kay on the old, old third shift that we right. was the back microphone in the day. on? He thought he was in talkback. <laughs> it went out on the air.
7: Uh oh.
5: Okay, that's proof that they were cheaters. Yeah, There's no G. proof Go on ahead. me,
7: Danny J. Ben, as you know, I'm very scientifical when it comes to sight the bite. This past Saturday night, I went to Dodger Stadium. And it seemed like everything there was $5 more than last oh, season. Oh, not it? just horrible. The parking, the water bottles, the, the chicken fingers, every, the peanuts. Everything.
2: I was going to buy a pretzel. <laughs> I had to take a loan out. I said, no, I'll go to the mall. I can get 10 bags of pretzels uh, at the mall for that.
7: I blame you, Darvish, because of his success in the World Series. That's why <laughs> prices were raised. Uh, uh, so, in honor of that $5 price raise on everything at the stadium, Caller 5 is definitely going to be the big wiener.
2: All right. Koopa Loop. What do you got, Koopa?
8: Uh, ben, later today is going to be the Angels' fifth win over
2: the Astros so far this season.
8: I'm
3: going to go with card number
2: five. That is incorrect. Okay, so we've made our prediction. Play the sound bite again. Play it one more time here. Here we go.
3: It's always special. All right, now don't go anywhere because
2: we are going to have only eight people get to call up, and the eight is enough. They'll be the judges. We go through a lot of calls, a high volume of calls, because uh, people hang up, but they don't know the answer. We will have Sight the Bite. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
5: Did that really just happen? The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed, and now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download and find podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
2: We are back at. We're in the middle of "Sight the Bite," the great sports radio mystery. "Sight the Bite," and let's play that bite again. If you just turn it on the radio, this is an audio mystery. We're trying to figure out who this particular person is. After every two incorrect guesses, we will give
3: you a clue. It's always special.
2: It's always special.
3: It's always special.
2: So no one on Twitter knows yet. No one. Uh, nobody in the Maller militia. None of the Malin Marshmallows know yet. Uh, Let's uh, go to Mr. Moose. Who better to bat leadoff than Mr. Moose? Hello, Mr. Moose.
6: Good morning, Ben. Woo! Glad (laughs) to have you back, Eddie.
2: (laughs) He's not listening. Thank you, sir. All right. uh, What's your answer, Mr. Moose?
6: I believe, Ben, it's none other than tennis great Rafael Nadal.
2: Is it the great Rafael Nadal? Roll ah, me up, Danny G. Ocho is in Houston and caller number two. Ocho, it's Sight to Bite, the audio mystery. The winner gets a golden ticket.
9: Is it the best pitcher in the history of baseball?
2: Charlie Morton. Yeah, Charlie Morton. Spitballing Charlie. Is it spitballing Charlie Morton? No. Thanks for playing, Ocho, though. We have a nice parting gift. Uh, Time for our first clue. Time for our first clue. And keep calling if you get a busy signal at 877 99 on Fox because people are starting to hang up. They don't know the answer. Uh, This person is the first NFL quarterback to complete game winning touchdown passes in the final 30 seconds of two consecutive games.
3: It's always special.
2: Again, first NFL QB to complete game winning touchdown passes. In the final 30 seconds of two consecutive games.
3: It's always special.
2: Dan in the Valley of the Sun. Dan, you're number three.
4: Ben, is that former Dallas Cowboy Danny White?
2: Ah, you've called with that before. Is that Danny White? Racist. No, that's his name, Danny (laughs) White. All right, no, that's incorrect. It's a bad job by you. Time for caller number four. We press on here at Sight the Bite, the great audio mystery. you know who it is? Let's see. I'm looking at anybody on social media. No, no one knows yet. Nobody knows yet. there's see some guesses coming in, but I don't see any right guesses. Uh, let's see who is next on my board. Let's go to Matt in Indy. Matt, you are caller number four, Matt. Yeah, is that a New Jersey Nets legend, Carrie Kittles? The great Carrie Kittles. No. But thank you. Good name. I have heard that name in a while. Alright, so it's not Carrie Kittle's Danny White, Charlie Morton, the spitballer, or Raphael Nadal. Time wow, it's time for five, huh? Time for another clue and then caller five. This person became the youngest QB in NFL history to play in the Pro Bowl at the time. He was twenty two years old. The youngest QB in NFL history to play
3: in the Pro Bowl. It's at- always special. Good luck, Eddie.
2: All right. This is for the win. As I correctly predicted, Good luck, I'm me. a distant relative of the great Nostradamus. And uh, let's see if Justin in Cincinnati can get it right. Justin, you are caller number five. This is for the win. This is for the golden ticket. This is to prove my psychic ability.
3: Let me hear it one more time.
2: All right. you he wants to hear it one more time. We'll do that for you.
3: It's always special. All right. Is it the overrated Andrew Luck?
2: You suck, Justin. You're so bad at this game. I blame Eddie. I blame Danny G. I blame Cooper. They piggybacked my material. If they had not, they would uh, have... Hang up, hang up on yourself. You're terrible. Bad job by you. Right, it's not Andrew Locke. Time for caller number six. Caller six. And here we go. Who is that? Caller six. Let's go to Sean, who's in Los Angeles. Sean, what's going on, man? What's up, big man? Hello, Sean. Uh, is it Nick Foles? Is it the great Nick Foles Super Bowl winning quarterback, Nick Foles? No. Thank you, Sean. Good to hear from you again. All right. Time for another clip. This particular person was drafted first overall out of Washington State. Again, youngest QB in NFL history to play in the Pro Bowl at age 22. He was the first quarterback to complete game-winning touchdown passes in the final 30 seconds of two consecutive games. People starting to get it right on Twitter.
3: It's always special. All
2: right. Caller 7, getting close to nail-biting time. Caller 7, Dodger Dan. Dodger Dan, do you know the answer? For the win, Drew Bledsoe. He's going with Drew Bledsoe for the win. Did he get it right? That's the winner! Good job by you. That is the old Patriot quarterback, Bills quarterback, and Cowboy quarterback, Drew Bledsoe.
3: It's always special.
2: He's back in the news this week at the, uh, the Garden in Boston, hanging out with the Celtics there. And good job by you, Dodger Dan. You get yourself.
0: I've got a golden
5: ticket. I've got a golden ticket. All
2: right. So, see, the Dodgers are winners. See, that's a win for the Dodgers right there. This is going to inspire those bums to play better baseball. Congratulations, Dodger Dan. It was Drew Bledsoe, who now makes wine. In Washington State. I interviewed him a couple of years ago, which tells you things are not going well for Drew Bledsoe. If I'm interviewing you, your career is not doing very well. You've got some work to do. You know what I'm saying? You feeling me on that? Yeah, fair enough. All right. uh, take the Celtics tonight, by the way. They're going to beat the Cavs.
1: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with G Young Yoo. G Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats.
8: I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people.
1: If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Let's go places.